And we are live. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Fresh Red Podcast, man. Regular edition. It's Money Monday. We got Brandon Carter, Derek Moneyberg in the house. We're going to talk about money and the recession, guys. Let's get into it. Let's go. We're back, guys. What's up? Welcome to the Fresh Air Podcast, man. It's Money Monday. We got Brandon Carter in the house and Derek Moneyberg, man. As you guys know, they've been on before. Great information about to come your way. But before we do, a quick announcement we get into the show. Patreon.com slash Fresh guys. Go ahead and get all the behind-the-scenes content there, whether it's us kicking our annoying-ass girls. You know, I think we're up to, what, 103 right now or something like that? 15. Uh, Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> what was that? Oh, no, you're right. Yeah, 103. 103. Yeah, 103. Shout out to Roman for keeping up the stats. Um, or, you know, Zoom calls, helping y'all make money, get in shape, become a better guy, womanizing, whatever it is that you guys need in your masculine journey. We got y'all. Patreon.com slash Fresh Get all the behind the scenes content. We're going to have a Zoom call next weekend, guys, as well. We're going to, you know, have an open QA. Next, check us out on Spotify, Google, Apple, and Apple. Apple Podcasts. Sound like Fresh right now. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> well, check, catch us on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, guys. The link is anchor.fm slash Fresh Fit. Again, it's anchor.fm slash Fresh Fit. It'll take you to the destination if you like to listen to podcasts. Just make sure you wear headphones so you don't get fired from your job. Also, get the merch, freshyourpodcaster.com, hoodies, t shirts, all that stuff, man. Get the legacy uh, merch there. Yeah, man. This <laughs> we got buy it, bro. Listen to our stuff. You need to stop buying Fendi and buy Fresh and Fit, man. Support the game. Man, I'm too styling right now. I'm slipping my fault. So, yeah, guys, get the merch over there, freshyourpodcaster.com. Also, guys, go ahead and check out um, <clears throat> our other YouTube channels called Fresh, Fresh Fit Clips, man. We're posting two to three clips per day on there per day. Not only that, guys, we post shorts, we post regular clips. About four videos per day, actually. It's two clips and then two shorts. So go and check us out over there. You might not have time to catch a full podcast, but you could definitely get the best parts on Fresh to Fit Clips, guys. Help us hit 250K on that one. We're very close. I think we're like one or 2,000 subscribers away from that one. Yeah. So help us hit quarter mil so we can flex on the haters. And then mm -hmm. also, Fresh has a vlog channel. Guys, real talk, man. We just dropped a fire vlog with the car photo shoot on the vlog channel. My best one yet. Video, video is off, off the chain, guys. So check it out. And then we do um, live streams Tuesday and Thursday. Don't miss that, guys. It's going to be lit. Shout out to y'all. See you, gang. We're out. Cool. And then uh, for behind-the-scenes content, guys, as far as like when it comes to law enforcement and how federal agents and police officers do their investigations, go ahead and check me out on Fed1811. I just recently did the Trump search warrant breakdown. As you guys know, he was raided by the FBI. I went ahead and did an episode with my boy Andrew Esquire. We broke down the warrant, how the FBI was able to get their probable cause, um, what we suspect, and new court documents that came out that showed the actual FBI search warrant application, which we were able to come up with a bunch of different theories as to what's going on. But it's very obvious it's the you know, FBI office out of Washington, D.C. doing the case. And there's some other things behind the scenes as well, which we broke down on that. And then also, I'm going to be dropping the O.J. Simpson Okay, documentary breakdown, guys. Mm. Probably Wednesday or Thursday. It took me three and a half hours to film it, which is why I'm so tired right now. I barely slept. But it was a great um, episode, man. I broke down everything. And I, at the end, I gave my theory on who I actually think killed it. Because he's and innocent, right? 
I will say it, it wasn't him alone. That's what I'm saying, man. It definitely. Um, there was some other, <laughs> other powers at play. And when you guys see the documentary and the breakdown, you guys are going to see, I, I basically combine all the forensic evidence, all the testimony, et cetera. And I come to a uh, conclusion of what I think actually happened. And it's very probable when you look at all the facts, but I'll drop that on Thursday. You guys have been asking for that for literally months. So it's finally done. OJ Simpson case will be out there. Former Fed reacts to it. I'll catch you guys there probably on Wednesday or Thursday. It depends on how long it takes me to upload and get all the stuff edited. But other than that, man, I guess we got some special guests in the house. Can y'all introduce yourselves, please, to the people? We know who you are, but they may not. I got to let the money bird go first, man. I got to let my man money bird go first. The living legend. The hero. <laughs> the god himself. Lord Brandon Carter. King, Thank you. King Keto, a.k.a. King Keto. Thank you. A.k.a. President Carter. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> well, this is... Those of y'all don't know who Moneyberg is, man. Listen, all, all this jewelry I have on, new, <laughs> new, new iced out AP, man. Fresh, man. Your shit ain't got no ice on it, man. Listen, you man. lose the money out here? What's a recession, bro? Recession. You guys see the title? You got it, got it. Yeah, I mean, bro. For some people, the show? for some people, man. But, yeah. uh, you know, I'm just, I'm real excited for Moneyberg to be here because, you know, I knew about business. I know how to make money in business, but I had never like really invested until mm-hmm. like Money Bird kind of put me on to like the investment part. I kind of just ignored that part. I was just like, I'll just make money. Just for my generating business. money like and, a machine, and, yeah. And investing my money in my businesses. But he taught me some things, man, that um that we're gonna share with y'all today, right? That were able for me to like just really get the money, my earned income, put it into like different assets that outside of my business, and I use all that all those assets to buy all this shit, all this shit, you know. Flex to flex on the haters, stun on the hoes, <laughs> things of that nature. And uh, but I wouldn't be able to do I wouldn't be able to ball as hard as I ball now had had it not been for Money Burst. So I'm real excited uh, to bring him on here and to give y'all some of that knowledge as well. Yeah, that's yeah, to the boot in a recession. In a recession. There you go. I mean, it's not a recession for everyone. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's y'all recession. <laughs> I'm doing great. Because a lot of money can be made in a recession yes. if you know what you're doing. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Today, you know? And I think that's really important that the audience knows that like, you didn't take your earned income and buy these things. Mm-hmm. You took it off of passive income. And I, yeah. there's, a big, there's a big difference to that, guys, when you buy you know, liabilities with earned income versus buying it with passive income. And we're going to teach you how to create that passive it's income so you can do this. Difference. So the, the biggest wealth transfers in history ever happen when there's crisis in an economy yeah. when there's turmoil when some people are struggling some people are suffering a lot of people get themselves all worked up all shook up and tossed out like a paradise is sad it ain't got to be sad. that way it ain't got to be that way so if you know what to do when there's turmoil in the economy these are the best times yeah. where wealth is transferred you know readily and in great abundance and um yeah some amazing things happen and we, we I, we can talk about them through the course of your show, but you have amazing things happening with real estate right now where, mm. you know, in the short term, real estate prices are going to go down because of interest rates yeah. and in the midterm, long term, or, you know, what's going to happen to the labor market or, or mm. is labor going to stay the same or it's going to go up? Mm-hmm. It's going to go up. What's happening to materials? It's going to go up too. It's going up a lot. It's going to go up more. A lot of construction materials are up 40%. Yeah. And, you know, you have opportunities now, even in real estate, that if you prepared ahead of time, you can get amazing deals in, you know, in upcoming months. Beginning of next year, I think it's going to be extraordinarily deals available yeah. that you can buy things way cheaper than they have been. But, you know, after interest rates go back down again, 
those property values are going to go up because you can't buy the materials and labor in the future for the same prices. So, Well, not even that, uh, Derek, what you're saying is 1000% spot on right now. I'm under contract for two properties. Normally, if, if this was a year ago and the housing market was extremely hot, the sellers would have been like, fuck off. Mm -hmm. Like we're because one of the properties that I'm under contract for actually came back cheaper in the appraisal than what we had originally went under contract for. So I was able to get it back to what it actually appraised for. Mm -hmm. Normally, a year ago, they would have said pound sand. You got to pay that extra 25K yep. that it appraised over. I don't care if it, did, or if it didn't appraise for what you want. I'm going to find someone else that will pay more. But now sellers are kind of being a little bit more humble. They got to take what they can get versus sitting there and be like, no, I got a bunch of offers. I'm just, no, I'm not going to do this. Um, and then the other property as well, it appraised at whatever, um, it appraised at what it was supposed to. And then the contract stays there. They're not giving me headaches or whatever. And, you yeah. know, sellers are a lot more agreeable right now because of the higher interest rates, which is great for you as a buyer, because these guys were acting out of pocket the past year and a half <laughs> acting crazy. We got, they got 50 offers. I got 10 cash offers. I got this yeah. pound sand. Not, they don't respond to you. They, like they didn't care. All so, the New Yorkers coming down, buying yeah. up all the property. Facts. This Apologize. week I had a conversation. Since I last seen you, I closed on two more properties. Mm, nice. And I have another one that I'm negotiating right now. And this week I had a conversation about this. I feel so confident about the, the numbers that you know, I totally agree with what you said about it. I feel so confident about the future numbers. It's going to be a struggle for a few months. And then mm -hmm. things are going to be fantastic, you know, yep. maybe a year or two, three years from now for sure. And a person asked me if I'd pay 5000 more. They're you know, arguing about $5,000. I said, no, I won't. Yep. And I said, you know, you're, you're going to walk away from the deal over five grand. I said, no, you're going to ruin the deal if you need that five grand. Yep. Mm. Yep. But I didn't even, I didn't say one grand. I didn't say 500. I didn't say nothing. I said, no, this is what it is. And if you don't want it, I understand. No worries. Yep. The the power to walk away, you know, is is, is very powerful, especially nowadays with real estate. But yeah, this, the, you know, the interest rates, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I've got real estate. This isn't a good time to buy. It's a fantastic fucking time to buy. If anything, yeah. as a buyer, you've actually been able to gain some leverage back. These sellers have been acting crazy the past year. You know, when I I bought uh, seven properties last year and each of the sellers, a lot of the times were pains in the ass as far as like, oh, it didn't appraise. I don't care. You got to pay the difference, blah, blah, blah. But now they're being a lot more humble as far as, you know, willing to come down, willing to negotiate, willing to concede some closing costs or whatever. So this is a fantastic time to buy. But if you listen to what the normies say, they're going to tell you, no, it's higher interest rates. Don't buy. Oh, my God. But it's like, no, this is when you actually come in because you have you have a little bit more leverage as a buyer. Finally, even in the car market, man, I mean, cars that were like. 500k an hour, like 400k. So leverage is there once you have the opportunity to buy it. Yeah. But what? You, you need you the just income. A new car, right? Yeah, I just bought a new car. Um, actually, I said 90k on the car because current car market. So, so it's you, a buyer's market. Is what it you're is. Trying to say. So if you got money from doing the right things, we're talking about today, do you know how to handle that and actually get opportunities rather than yeah. issues? So. But I don't want to divert what you were saying. I just wanted to double down that, like what you're saying about real estate and th there being opportunities, 100% true, and I've seen in my experience right now. We're actually saying the same things, including the cars. The yeah. the, the dollar has become stronger right now. Well, they're yes. raising interest rates. You have a stronger dollar. And, yes. and you know today you saw the euro go below $1, that you can get more than a euro per dollar. Wow. Which, you know, uh, Are we more than the euro? Do we officially yeah, surpass it? By, by a fractional percent, yes. But you get you know, wow. like... You know, That's huge. For a thousand dollars, you get like nine hundred and ninety-seven euros, something like that. Yeah. Nine hundred ninety-six euros. So, uh, um, yeah, it's that's inverted from where it has been forever. That's crazy. When's the last time we surpassed the euro? I can't even remember. And actually, I said that backwards. For a thousand euros, you only get nine hundred and some dollars. So the the euro is worth less than the dollar at the moment. Dollar is worth more. And that, that hasn't been that way you know, ever for I can't I can't even remember the last time that we, we 2015, were stronger. it was about a dollar five dollar six. OK, and then it went back up to, you know, dollar nineteen dollar twenty two. And then, um, 
you know, maybe years ago, a decade ago, it's like a dollar forty-five. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like the euro is down, you know, a third. Yeah, I remember yeah. when it was damn near almost two two uh, two U.S. dollars for one euro. You know, like a, like a decade, fifteen years ago, like right around the Iraqi war, like when that's when we were really going through it. But um, but yeah, no man, I mean, th- th- there's opportunities for sure. Cash buyers have more control. If you got cash to buy a luxury vehicle, you know, you're you have better, much better situation than you had even a few months ago. Mm. You got cash to buy high quality property or any property, you're in a much better situation than you were for a few months ago. That shit's going to get better. Some other things are going to get worse. I don't want to mess up your intro. Some other things are going to nope. get a lot worse. And, you know, if you know what to do during tumultuous times, you're going to be a profit. You're going you're gonna to make baller money, is, is my humble friend, <laughs> Brandon Carter, says you're going to be balling out of control. Out of control. But, but it is a lifestyle control. choice to be a baller or a faller. If you don't know mm. what to do, I mean, if you knew better, you'd do better. If you knew if you better, don't know you what would to do, do better. Facts. Can't Especially help stupid. In a recession. Yeah, no, of course. Um, I'll, I'll hit some, I think uh, a few chats just came in. I'll read these real quick, and then we'll get into the first. We're going to talk about 10 things, guys, that you need to have in place to be able to accomplish during this recession so you can come out on top and not end up like everyone else. Let's get it. Uh, Richard Hart gave me Derek Moneyberg uh, vibes. Uh, both Max, and that's from uh, Leon VRP. Yep, definitely both Max. Please get me, My House is Dirty on the pod, guys. They're in Miami right now. Would love to know more about them. That's from Raul. I don't know who that is. Uh, me either. Uh, Leon VRP goes, Derek, thoughts on Andrew Tate? Thoughts on Andrew? I, I don't know the man. I never met him in person. Uh, the sound bites I have heard from him, you know, I, I know that you guys know him. I know he knows him. Smart guy, Some man. of the sound bites that yeah. I heard from him, you know, I think he makes a lot of good points. Mm-hmm. I think he has a lot of smart points. And you know, I think the the main point that any reasonable person would think of is, uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are um, trying to suppress like natural male behaviors and like natural masculinity. And um, I mean, the the people have spoken. The people the people want to hear about reality. The people want to hear about what are, what are the things that get results in real life, whether that be in business or mm-hmm. in your romantic life or, you know, however you're going to live your life. And and Tate and I also both into MMA. The, he's a great kickboxer, and yeah. uh, a lot of my friends are world champion fighters. Just today, I was training at one of the pro gyms down here and getting some, getting a little kickboxing. Some games. So, uh, no, I got I got nothing bad to say about the guy. No, nah, that's know. my that's my yeah, guy. I've known Tate right for like four years, like before the fucking virality and everything. Like I I've known him personally, and um, if I know him, what. Well, they planned for this. Like this is not a surprise for them. Yeah, and they have things in place. They've of been planned. They've been planning for this. They're gonna be just fine. You'll see. No, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, they, yeah. and they were multimillionaires before this stuff. For all the haters out there, like, oh, they're gonna go broke now, bro. Trust me, they were making way, money way before yeah. this shit. Um, and also, guys, if you click the link in my bio on my Instagram, Unplug Fit, I got the uh, petition to sign to go ahead and get Andrew Tate back on Instagram. And I know that something went down with his YouTube. We're looking into it, but uh, shout out to him and Tristan. Yeah. Uh, Leon VRP goes, second by second, you're losing the opportunity to become the person you want to be when you're going to stop making excuses and take charge of your fucking life. Rest in peace, Greg Plate. Yes, I remember that quote. That's legendary. Uh, five-star sports betting. Brandon, been watching your content since your uh, park workouts and the P90X style video. I'm glad you're, you upload again. Keep up the great work. Who's Bella? Hashtag, uh, hashtag who's Bella? Never heard of her. Okay. I don't know who Bella is, but listen, um, yo, congratulations. Good for you. I'm sure I'm sure that information has served you well throughout your years. Uh, five bucks from uh, Mike goes, uh, take out ban on YouTube. They don't want us to succeed. Yes, they don't, guys. Information yeah. like this is going to make you free, and they don't want you to be free. They want you to be a wage slave, my friends. Five bucks from this guy, 9947 goes, can we get a breakdown of the DEA special agent Enrique Kiki Camarena case on Fedit? 
Yes, I'll write that down. I will break that down for y'all. And I'll also do the Jaime Zapata case as well. He was also killed by Mexican cartel people. Uh, JP, I thought Derek was Skippy. LMAO, you guys. Uh, KVBVL, yo, guys, with Andrew Tate being banned from social media, I think you guys and the Tate should discuss creating a new social media site called Manosphere. Eh, I don't know about that. That would be a horrible name. Yeah, YB goes, homegirl uh, at work Sauce was fest. overhearing the pot, and I ended up <laughs> putting, her, uh, putting her on. Shout out Myron and Chris for answering DMs too. Can't wait for this info. Got you, my friend. Glad to, if we can help some girls, it'll be great. John Doe goes, can y'all cover the China collapse? Most people are saying in the next 30 days they will collapse in five Chinese stocks being uh, delisted from the U.S. We can cover that as well during today's broadcast. Good point. Um, Thomas, I'll make a note of that real quick. Um, Thomas Bell goes, shout out to Meow Mix Poppy, <laughs> Meow Mix Poppy, White Boy Braid, and Victory Vlogs. Brandon knows the score. Most influential person in my life in relation to success. Yeah. Shout out to you, Thomas. Shout out to you, and Thomas. Last three here. Monkey D. Usub goes, what's up, FNF? I got three of y'all shirts. Make some anime merch, please, or I'm going to flip this table. Don't worry. We got new uh, merch coming for y'all. CODD, love from the Netherlands and free Andrew Tate. Thank you so much. And then we got John and Don. 10 bucks. Hell yeah. Let's all buy Derek's online courses. Woo. Well said. Okay. Well said, Thank John. You, sir. Well said, John. Um, and a link is below if you guys want to get in there. Uh, but what else? And then, uh, guys, from this point forward, I'm, I'm going to read 20 and up uh, just so that we can make sure that we get through this for y'all. Do you have a plan? Andrew Tate has been uh, wiped off. Don't worry. We got plans. Minor Brandon, that's from uh, El- Eldrick. Okay. And then we got five-star sports betting. Minor Brandon, would you ever get involved in the YouTube Boxing RP versus BP would be so fire. Probably not. Mr. Freedom <laughs> Speech. YouTube just announced they banned Andrew Tate as well. Free the top G. Love from London, UK. Keep it the great work, guys, until I die. He'll we be got fine, y'all. bro. He'll be fine. Trust bro. me. He'll be fine, guys. And we'll be in the UK next month, by the way. we got a couple of uh, interviews that we're going to do out there. Monkey D. Luffy. Shout out to Brandon Carter for high-value alpha, alpha baller. You're welcome. Yes. Mm. That was a great... Um, uh, free product, guys. That free actually teaches like, you how to make just, money. Yeah, just for H- for HCT was more about mindset. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about like there gives you like their actual like real tactics. But mine was more about just having the mindset mm, to of, be a winner of a, of a baller, man. A winner, a winner baller mindset. And uh, people, I've heard a lot of great things about it. I only gave it to the fresh and fit audience, man. So and thank you uh, for making that for the crew, yeah, for the man. people, man. Uh, Midnight goes. Uh, let's go, ninjas. Y'all gotta uh, get. Let a short man outwork y'all. My hashtag Money Mondays. All right, cool. Awesome. So, guys, and last one. Oh, shit. Michael Trussi in the Michael. fucking house. <laughs> Wait, hold on. He's in here. You, uh, you were supposed to donate just a dollar, bro, to keep up with the uh, the tradition here. You have to prove it. Yeah. Back, bro. <laughs> bro, your, your Jewish card is revoked. It's revoked, sir. He's in the back right now, man. Shout out to Trill, man. That's funny. <laughs> I'm here to prove I'm not a cheap Jew. Go, Brandon, Derek, Martin, and Fresh. Honored to be here. I think you used my corporate card. I think I paid for this. Uh, that's on the Amex. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right, so Brandon paid for it. All right. So market, expense. Marketing expense. There you go, man. Write it off. Shout out to you. And so, guys, we got 3,300 of you guys in here. So, real quick, before we get into the 10 things that you need to have in place to be able to survive this recession and thrive in it. Like the video, subscribe to the channel. Also, subscribe to Brandon Carter, guys. He's back Yo, on I'm YouTube. Back on YouTube. You want to tell him real quick about that before we get into the ten Bro, topics? I'm back on YouTube. I took two years off to ball on these hoes, <laughs> and now I decided to reengage my YouTube audience. So, if you fucked with me before, or you fuck with me now, fuck with me on YouTube. Mm. I'm back there posting once a week at least. And today, I just went up. I just put up a video where Myron, you know what I'm saying? Myron's in and we talked about how I used to coach him uh, with with his online fitness business yep. before he left the Homeland Security. Right. Yeah. When I was and, still an agent. Uh, when he's still an agent, he joined my program, made a bunch of money, then decided he wanted to quit that job because, or 
they kind of forced you out. Because yeah, they, they basically said, like, they said, you we don't like your YouTube. Yeah, you resign can't. or quit your YouTube stuff. And I just picked, I picked, uh, you know, obviously the, the entrepreneurship side. Man, he picked y'all. He picked y'all over his career, right? But he had enough money to do that because he was making so much money yes. with the online fitness 100%. business. So we tell that story on a video that 100%. went up today on my YouTube channel. Uh, that money was responsible for being able to invest, uh, you know, because the money I made from the fitness business is what I invested into the studio predominantly. And then on, I was man. living off my government salary. So come on, man. Absolutely. So like, if y'all want to hear more about that story, click that, uh, go, go to my YouTube. That video went up today. And I put we'll the link in the of... description for y'all. Oh, we'll thank put, you, we'll put the link in the description for that interview, guys. It was a great interview Shout between me and Brandon shooting the shit. It's like a normal conversation, honestly. Because we've been boys before this shit before. even started, before yeah. Fresh and Fit started. And then I met Fresh. And then, you know, Fresh inspired me to buy way more jewelry. <laughs> you know, like, I inspired you, bro. You know, he, yeah, I, mean, I inspired you, man. I was like, God damn, I'm looking like a bum compared to Fresh, you know. I only got one. My, my Rolex don't even have that many diamonds in it. So I had to, like, step up, you know. So it's good, it's good to meet y'all brothers, man. I mean, not to meet y'all, but it's good to see you guys, what y'all built, man. And I love the community y'all built. Like, the, all the the fans, they've they've been... They've been dope. Like, even while I was away from YouTube, mm-hmm. the fact that I can still come on here and interact with your audience, it's been really uh, inspiring. It, made, it was what made me want to come back to YouTube. Mm-hmm. Actually, the Fresh and Fit audience. That's like, awesome. the guys watching this. They didn't want me to come back. They inspired me to come back. And it's been a beautiful thing, man. It's been a great experience so far. So Awesome. Shout out to all the supporters, man. Yeah. Everybody in Discord. Reddit. Oh, wait. Reddit's gone. Um, You know, everywhere in the world. Shout out to y'all, man. Uh, we're gonna get Merch we're gonna gang. get y'all back up. Don't worry. Um, but other than that, guys. Okay, so from this point forward, guys, twenty dollars and up super chats will be read. Everything will be shown on screen. However, so uh, yeah, we'll get into the first one. So the first thing, guys, is going to be the thou shalt negotiate. Oh, oh, negotiate. Um, so do you want to go ahead and you guys I'll turn it to y'all? Yeah, you know, I made a course. It came out uh, a few months ago called the Ten Commandments of Wealth. Ten Commandments of Wealth. And you, know, you Brandon. Brandon and I, we worked on business things. We helped each other with business for a lot of years. Yeah. And, um, you know, Brandon told me, you got to come on Fresh and Fit. You got to mm-hmm, come on Fresh mm-hmm, and Fit. Mm-hmm. And told me about Money Mondays. So you you guys invited me on about three months ago, about, about exactly three months ago. Yeah. yeah. A, a fiscal quarter, as it mm-hmm. happens to be in the stock market. And, um, man, you know, your, your audience loved that so much. And and we predicted a recession. I remember you predicted it. You were like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to hit a recession. And here there. we are. All the data is there. Yeah. All the data is there. And, and here we are. Mm. And uh, you know they're they're redefining the. <laughs> have you seen that? They're trying <laughs> the to White redefine, House. <laughs> like like everything else in life, they're trying to redefine what things mean, and um, they're trying to redefine what a set recession is. Well, for for longer than any of us have been alive, a recession means you, know, you had negative growth for two consecutive quarters. That meaning that the economy is shrinking, meaning there's there's less economic activity happening in your country. So it's been that way forever. It's been that's and you know so here we are. They can say whatever the, they want, the the official statistics, but, you know, inflation is, it was 9.1%. Last numbers were 8.6% from last month, or, you know, the, the most recent numbers. And uh, so you still got, and the real inflation, this is stated numbers. So yeah. the real inflation is, you know, 12, Even 13%. Higher. Last time 12, 13. me and Derek came over here and said it was going to happen. Yeah. We said it was going to happen. And now it has officially happened. I seen a survey this week. They're saying that you know they they surveyed uh, 700 executives in major corporations, and that 50 percent of them are going to be cutting staff. Mm. They're going to be cutting. You know, they got job cuts. And of the other 50 percent, many of them have job freezes. They're not they're not hiring any new people. They're not cutting their staff yet, mm. but they're not hiring any new people. So, you know, 
we'll talk about negotiation in just a moment, but if you don't understand the circumstances in which you're in, like how are you going to negotiate the best deal on a house? Absolutely. How are you going to be, negotiate yeah. the best deal on a watch or some jewelry if you don't understand what the hell is going on in the economy? Mm-hmm. So you, you have to understand some some basic things that are happening in the marketplace around you where, I mean, unfortunately, as is, is, you know, Myron said earlier, like, you know, for those of you that got a job, you poor thing. I'm sorry, what? You poor thing. One of those job things. One of those job things that like poor people have. One of those jobs. Um, if you only got one source of income and it's your job, yeah, there's a very good chance you're going to lose that. And it, it don't matter if you went to college. It don't yeah. matter if you got 20 years experience. If you got more experience, it might be paying your ass more. They might cut you first. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they might cut you first because you're more experienced because they can hire somebody else that they you. think can do your job for cheaper. In 08. You know the 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 Great Recession, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I had got a job. I had four jobs. One of them was security guard at the Prada store. There was two guys who had been working there for maybe a decade. Oh shit! They bring me and White Boy Brian in. Hmm. That's my guy, White Boy Brian. That's his real name. It's not a racial thing. It's just the government name. That's White on Boy his Brian. Birth certificate. First name White Boy. <laughs> and they brought us in uh-huh. and they had those two old timers like train us to be security guards. Mm-hmm. I wasn't about to fight nobody over that shit anyway. Yeah, sure. I'll stop them. Anyway, we were doing all that training. And then as soon as they felt like we were trained, they let those guys go. Wow. Because they hired us for cheaper. So it's just like Derek says, that's what happens in recession. That's what's happening now. And it's going to continue so even if you got a job, you are not safe if it's your only source of income. Yeah. You got to have other things going. Like you had a job and you had to leave. Remember, you had to leave. Yeah. Uh, luckily, you had your business and then you had some investments. Mm-hmm. So you were all right. Yep. But what if you weren't, though? Yeah, it would have been bad. Seriously, it, it, it would have been bad. Yep. But because you took the advice that we're going to be giving here on the show, right? And you were implementing a lot of the stuff we were talk we're going to talk about today. Not only did you survive, you were able to thrive, mm-hmm. right? You were able to invest that money, not only in assets, but also into this podcast that we're watching now. And we want to make sure that doesn't happen to y'all. Otherwise, you're going to be all fucked up, right? But if you listen to what, you know, listen, when it comes to all all things financial, Derek's my go-to guy, mm-hmm. right? I know about business, especially the fitness business, but that's a very narrow domain that I live in, but anytime I'm spending, you know, over a hundred thousand dollars or like around that range, I hit Derek up first. All right. What do you think about this? Right. Cause he is, he's like the king of finance. That's why I'm so excited for him to be here yeah. talking to you guys. And that, that wasn't accidental. That's, you know, I only started 35 years ago thinking about money. Yeah. I only made my first entrepreneurial money as a child, literally, you know, 35, seven years old when I started making money, looking for entrepreneurial things to do to, to create more income. And I lived my life that way. I, I had a couple jobs when I was a teenager, but I quit my last job when I was 19. I haven't had a job for almost 25 years. In December, it's going to be 25 years since I had a job, mm. which calls for a celebration. By the way. <laughs> yeah, it is. And um, yeah, man, I, I had that in my head very early that you need multiple income streams. You're mm-hmm. living that now. You know, you built a business. You yep. got, you know, you got one of the most fun and well-respected podcasts, and you know, in the world right now. In history, um, true. 
True. Right. We're trying. We're trying. Uh, number one for that for sure. That's that's our goal is to you know be the number one place guys can come to and get information as far as like you know improving and you controversial know, and Lambo that too. That's, and the, yeah. that's the great shit about entrepreneurship and, yeah. and investment and you know tying together the pieces that you and Brandon were talking about. Like you know it's okay if you got a job for a while. Yeah, it's okay to have a job. Not wrong for a while, with it. No, it'll fund it's your... better than being broke. Yeah, yeah. it's way it's better, better than, than being broke. broke. Okay, you know get three jobs for a little while if that's what you got to do. I had four, but. No. Get for it, goddammit. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. If you <laughs> want to aspire to be in a, a rock hard titan like Brandon Carter. Yeah. Ow. Yeah, You're no, you want to fuck your arm. Yeah. You want to fuck your hand up. Yeah. You wanna, <laughs> like you want to be careful. <laughs> if you're going to be fucking Iron Man here like Brandon mm, Carter. Black like, Iron get, Man. Get four jobs. Black get Iron Get four man. jobs. But don't fucking keep them. Yeah. Don't fucking keep them, you know. You, you're, the point of having the, the job, like, you know, you work hard, so you have the resources to invest in education, and you get the education so you can go find, you know, additional income streams, entrepreneurial income streams. And by the way, even even if you want to have a job, if you like your career, maybe you're a jerk. I went to college. I have a I'm specialized in this or that area. Well, that's cool. I am, too. I, I got three college degrees. I spent nine years in universities, but I didn't do it to get a job. I didn't do it to get a job. I didn't go to graduate school at University of Chicago to get a job. <laughs> I went to graduate school at University of Chicago to be a better investor. Mm. So I'd never have a job, you know? Yeah. But, you know, if you if you have a job in the short term and that helps you, you know, find the, um, you know, support the educational opportunities to invest in yourself to, to learn how to do better. Guess what? Later on, you're at least going to have some raises and promotions. Yeah. And, you know, if you continue down that path later on, you're going to find some, you know, out, income streams outside of that, just like all of us did, just like all of us did. And there'll be a point, And, you know, I think this is a point that you've gotten to in life that that we have. And I think that you gentlemen have as well, that. There's a point where you're making enough money from entrepreneurship and you've invested that, you know, in, in other assets, in real estate, in yeah. stocks, in other assets that just like, you know, when you when you make enough money from entrepreneurship, you don't have time to show up for your job anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if you make enough money from your investments, you don't have time to do anything in your business unless you love doing it. Yeah. Because I don't think you'd put in the hours that you are if you didn't really enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. No, you have to. You I don't have think to. you'd put in those hours if you didn't actually enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And like and that is the dream, guys, is like. To, if you're making money off your investments, you're making enough money from your investments that you ain't got to do shit if you don't want to. If you don't want then to. Then you get to do the things that are fun that you want to do. Yeah. And I, and I think that's very important that people understand that um, you work the jobs now, right? And you you basically, what you're doing if when you work really hard up front, guys, is you're buying your time back later on yep. is what it really comes down to. Absolutely. So, um, okay. So, do you want to hit on negotiation real quick? Yeah. You know, okay. So, the first commandment, you know, in, in my course, I created a... A, a master class about business. It's called the Ten Commandments of Wealth. Ten Commandments of Wealth. We could have called it the Ten Suggestions. No. Nah. But you wouldn't get anything done. Ten we, ideas. We could have called it the Ten Bitch Ass Things to Do if you're, you know, if you're not feeling like a broke, weak hoe today. Mm. We could have called it that. We thought about it. I didn't make the program for <laughs> people committed to be a weak broke hoe. Nah. <laughs> or weak bro or broke weak hoe even. Neither. Neither. I made it for people that are serious about having better financial outcomes. Yeah. And the first of those 10 commandments, I'll give you a primer in here. Now, in, in the course, I spent five and a half hours discussing, you know, detail about negotiating, the things you need to know about negotiation to be able to negotiate for raises, promotions, negotiate real estate deals, mm -hmm. negotiate, you know, automobiles, jewelry, to negotiate anything you want in life, to, to negotiate better relationships, better business partnerships, better friendships, to do more of the shit that you want to do instead of the weak-ass shit that you feel like you have to do. 
How many hours is the negotiation module just, alone? Just that is five and a half hours. Five hours, just off five and a half hours. Because it's a lot to cover. Well, a lot people come. People pay me a lot of money for help with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I have several clients that paid me over a hundred thousand dollars to help them with something specific in their life, mm-hmm. you know, negotiation related. So I, I wanted to put that in a course that's accessible to others. It's low enough price point that it's accessible to anybody who's serious. But I want to make that point. We're we're, we're gonna dig into this course. It's only for people who are serious about a better life. If you're a dabbler, nah. success is not for you. It's not for you. Success is not for everyone. It's, it's not for everyone. Success is not for everybody. Right. Big ass biceps with lean, lean muscle tone like that. It ain't for everybody. It ain't for everybody. Listen, somebody got to mop shit up. Yeah. Right. You know, somebody got to sweep shit. You know, like somebody got to do it. Right. And, and, and that's cool if that's like who you want to be. You know, like I'm not going to hate on you for that. I'm, I'm the custodians who work in, in my building, you know, they do a fine job and I, and I got a lot of respect for them. But I, and if that's the, the outcome that you're pursuing, then this is probably not for you. This is probably, of course, not pro- probably not for you at all. So with negotiation, um, you know, it's obviously like a critical component because everything you do, guys, honestly, is, is a negotiation, whether you're trying to, you know, you're dealing with your boss and trying to get a better wage or you're trying to close a real estate deal and you're trying to, you know, go back and forth as far as like a price or closing costs, whatever it may be. Everything in life is a negotiation to some degree, whether you know it or not, guys. So I would say I would ask real quick, um, Derek, when it comes to negotiation, what are some things that people should keep in mind when they're trying to negotiate and put mm. themselves in the best position to close a deal? Yeah. I think, you know, leaving your ego out of it, that mm. we all like to make jokes and mm. talk a lot of it's shit. It's really important. But, you know, negotiation, when you're talking about money, it's not a place to, you know, this is not a place for a big ego. It's a place to be well-informed and look at facts. Like, you know, something that you and I both know a lot about is the housing market. Yeah. So, you know, if you're, if you're looking at making an offer on properties, you'd probably like to have some comparable sales. Like, what have other properties like this sold for in the area? Bam. And you'd like to know some things about, you know, trends in the marketplace of what's going on in the global economy, what's going on in the, you know, your country's economy, what's going on in your 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 state, your region, your neighborhood, et cetera. If you don't know those things, um, if you don't have a sense of where things are going, you don't know if you're paying a good price. You might yeah. be paying a good price right now. I frankly think that there's going to be better prices in, in months to come. There's going to be a lot of properties that, you know, you, you can find off one-off deals right now that are spectacular. But in general, I think things are going to be trending down in the short term. And, uh, you know, a couple of years later, because of what I said of, you know, higher wages, higher uh, cost of materials, the cost of building a home is going to be a lot more. The cost of building anything is going to be a lot yeah. more. And therefore, the property values have to respond to that, you know, at, at a point when they get inflation under control and interest rates are, are reasonable again. So, you know, in, in the short term, there's going to be a lot of downward pressure on pricing. And um if you don't understand how to communicate that to someone that you're considering purchasing something from, you're you're overpaying. You might be overpaying a lot. For a lot of people, uh, you know, real estate is the most expensive thing they buy. A, a house is the most expensive thing that a lot of people buy on their lifetime. Right? Yeah. You know, if you're if you're a business owner, even if you're thinking about rents, you know, if you're a business owner, you, maybe you're going to be renting some space, or you know, maybe you're just going to rent a place to to live in. Do you, you want to overpay thirty percent? What else could you do with that money? How much money could you make and compound that money over time? So if you can't negotiate, you're going to be underpaid in your employment. You're going to be overpaying for everything you buy. You're not going to be a successful entrepreneur. Forget that's called bankruptcy. Forget about that. If you can't negotiate, mm-hmm. like, can you, can you be a successful entrepreneur if you can't negotiate shit? If yeah, you don't no. understand what's happening in the no, world and you can't not. communicate effectively about it. So I'd say those are, those are a few bullet points to keep in mind, but that, that can't be, you know, ego based. It has to be on, based on facts. You have to understand what's going on in the environment and, you know, how, how can you be well positioned to respond to that and see opportunities that, that others aren't seeing 
and you'll profit from them. Can I ask you a question? Oh, my fault. Uh, uh, good, good. I'll tell us. I got a story on on the importance of not being egotistical when you do deals uh, for the audience. So, but go ahead, please. I actually had a, a negotiation question for you, Derek, because you know I've been doing sales in some capacity for the majority of my life, and I got really good at getting the best deal for me. But what I would notice with some of the people I would do business with, they would end up not as bought in because they weren't getting enough. So I had to actually had to scale down my negotiation skills. So they felt like they were still winning, right? It, it's like, I got too good. Is there a, is there a point of diminishing returns where like you can maybe out negotiate someone to the point where they're not interested in the, even if they commit, you might get what you want, but you might not get what you need from them. What I'm hearing you say is you just broadened your understanding of, you know, there's more elements to a negotiation than just price. Exactly. Yep. I, I don't like the cheapest yes. shit. Yeah. I like yes. value. When I'm negotiating yeah, something, yeah. I want high value. Yeah. I don't mind if there's high cost as long as there's high value. Yeah. I don't want cheap. I don't want free. Do you want, I mean, think if we had to make a medical decision, like, would you like to have like, with no other information, would you like to go to a doctor that has $10,000 laser eye surgery or free laser eye surgery? With no more information, what would you prefer? I don't know. The free Thank shit you. might be like, <laughs> yeah, Thank you. absolutely. Yeah, I'd be, shooting you I'd be delighted to pay for that. You yeah, know? I. If your back was yeah. sore, you had to go to your doctor and get a penis reduction. Would you want? Would you want to have twenty five thousand dollar penis reduction or free penis reduction? Dude, That's listen, true. Okay. Yeah. I went to the best doctor I could find in Miami because this goddamn thing, you know, was drip, dripping in the toilet. Shit like that, you know. Tripping on it when you're trying to, you're trying <laughs> to jog. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, pause, man. No, but I, I would argue, though, that when you negotiate, right, for example, you got to add value. So when, it, yeah. when it comes to networking, especially, like, if the person doesn't feel like they're getting a good deal as well, then that's not a good deal because both sides should have a winning party on each side. I totally agree. Yeah. So, you, you can't have long-term outcome. You can't have sustainable outcomes without that. Like, it has to be a win-win. And the more valuable you could make yourself, the more useful you could be to others, mm -hmm. the more people you're going to be able to help and the more people are going to want to do business with you or make deals with you or, you know, just have you in their life. Because if you're, you're useful, you're valuable, you're easy to get along with. Um, I, I, I like to think about long term, long term consequences. And uh, I like to have high quality relationships. That, why would if if, uh, if you and I have, you know, similar values you know, so we're basically making a moral agreement that, like, you know, you're not going to fuck me over and I'm not going to fuck you over. All right. And then we have similar goals. So we like, you know, all right, we trust each other. We're not going to do each other dirty in some way. Yeah. And then we have similar goals that, you know, we, we trust each other. And we both want to go over there. All right? And if we have differentiated skills, then there's some things that you're great at that would be very valuable to me. And I'd rather not learn all that shit myself. There's some things that I'd be great at that'd be very valuable to you. You know, this is the foundation for a beautiful relationship. That's like me and Myron. Yeah, it's like, a foundation yo. for a business or, or yeah. a fantastic friendship, or it's a foundation for romantic relationships as well. Like, if if you're if you're a piece of shit and all you're thinking all the time is like, man, what can I get from somebody what else? Can what I can get? I take? Yeah. That's like a bum. It's yeah. like a it's yeah. like a beggar, you know, looking for change. Like, can I have a quarter? Can I have a quarter? I need two dollars for beer. I'm like, I'm. Who's going to want to fuck with you long term? Yeah, there's yeah. a value exchange there. And and I'll say this real quick, too, just to get, break down the importance. And I got some numbers here for you all that I took that some notes. Um, the importance of, like, putting your ego aside. So back, you know, 2020, 
I was negotiating for a house. It was a duplex here in Miami. I went under contract for $368,000 for the house, right? Mm. House was cash flowing pretty good. I was like, awesome. This is going to be a good deal. However, the appraisal comes back at 337, right? So I'm like, oh, shit. It's over 20, you know, it's significantly down. I'm going to have to pay the difference, you know, because guys, remember, the bank is only going to give you 75% of what it appraises at. So they're only going to give me to cover to 337, not to what we went under contract for, for 368. So I had a decision to make. Am I going to go ahead? And I already didn't like the seller. We had been going back and forth. He was, you know, this is back in 2020 when the market was on fire. You know, sellers are being assholes, whatever. I personally didn't like him. He pissed me off, right? On a couple of the conversations that we had, I felt like he was trying to nickel and dime me, whatever. So I was mad and I wanted to walk away. But my real estate agent's like, whoa, whoa, hold on one second, bro. Let's take a drive around the neighborhood. So we drive around the neighborhood. We see that a New York investor is about to buy a big lot down, down the street. We see a train line being built. We see that there's going to be some gentrification. And this is right when people from New York started migrating here in waves. So I said, you know what? Even though I don't like this guy and he's pissing me off, I'm going to go ahead and buy this thing over the appraisal price, okay, which was actually one of the best decisions I made because it ended up costing me a little, little more. I think I paid like 10 or 15K more out of pocket. However, that house now, I bought it for, we ended up uh, negotiating it down to 358K. So 368 was a contract, appraised at 337. He met me, you know, somewhat in the middle at 358. That house now, guys, is worth 488. So $130,000 in the next, in the past two, uh, two years about. Nice. So that right there, right, is I was able to take my emotions out of it, look at the whole deal objectively and come to the best conclusion. Even though I don't like this guy and I'm going to have to overpay right now, it's going to pay back dividends later. And now that house is appreciated significantly at $130,000 over what I paid for it in less than two years. That's good. That, that really makes the point that your, your ego has no place in, in business this way. Yeah. I, I had a person similar buying a property. Uh, the person was very adversarial, the seller. He's a he's a surgeon. He thinks he's brilliant, and he probably is brilliant in his thing, but he thinks he's brilliant at everything, and he's yeah. kind of an asswipe, you know? Hubris will kill you, man. It will kill you in, in business. This guy, when uh, we're negotiating a multi-seven-figure deal, mm-hmm. and some things he just tried to poke at you, and like you know, any counter offer would have like a couple insults, like intentional insults attached mm. to it. And he'd say, you know, he's, he'll reduce the price. But the, the realtor is telling me, you know, but he, he insists that you take care of his garbage, that he's going to leave whatever he wants to behind and that you'll take out wow. his trash. And, you know, there, there's those are the worst ones, man. I love it. I like I like I wish I found 20 more guys like this. Mm-hmm. I hope he owns some other property. I'd work with him again, you know, because the way the way he talks, like the realtor is like, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to him that, you know, he shouldn't speak that way. This or that. I said, don't say a word. Don't say a word. Just tell him, I'll take care of his trash. This is my counter offer, and I'll take care of his trash. Mm, use it to your right. advantage. I saved about 300 grand that way. That He was such a pain in the ass. He's such. If he just looked at the deal a little different, he could have he done this very different. And you know, he, he's demanding a cash buyer. He's the, the place needed a little repair, so it's hard to even get a loan for a property that, that needs repairs. Like a bank don't want to give you a loan for something that you're immediately going to remodel. They don't want to do that shit. Yeah. So minor repair is okay. This is a major renovation, you know? So anyway, the guy was putting himself in a corner that there's very few buyers that had the money to be able to do a cash deal for this type of money. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, great. I'll take care of your trash. (laughs) You think I'm going to take care of the fucking trash? You know what I did? He left so much stuff behind. We we sold some of the stuff on the internet for about 7,500, eight grand. So I got, I got something like 8,000 back. Bam. Maybe it cost me a thousand bucks to pay somebody else to remove the rest of it. Mm. And I I literally turned it, I saved 300,000 on the property from what it really was worth. Um, 
And then I got some money for, for the stuff that he left behind. And I'm like, I don't care. I wouldn't care if he took a warm shit on the floor and I, on the last day before closing. If I walked in and there was a warm shit to welcome me to new property, like <laughs> the 300 G's, yeah. I'm good. I'm yeah. okay. I'm not going to pick up that turd. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Bam. So, you know, you, that's, it's when somebody else is treating you a little nasty that way, uh, if it's a one-off deal, it's not necessarily, you know, let, let their mm. ego work against them, but don't let your ego work against you. Like, look at the numbers, mm. look at the facts. And, you know, just summarizing that this is five and a half hours. That that could be a standalone course. There's five and a half hours in there where I explain in detail, you know, numerous negotiation strategies, numerous um, case studies, sort mm -hmm. of like we've just talked about that are going to give you a lot broader perspective of how to get a raise, how to get a promotion, how to get a fat ass bonus check from your current employer, yeah. uh, how to start, how to negotiate with vendors or contractors to get things done, you know, in your, in your private business. Uh, you know, make sure you don't pay too much. Make sure that you're getting high value for whatever whatever you are paying. Make sure you're getting great value for that, yeah. especially in relationships. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Don't get finessed. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, um, so we covered. So we still got nine other points to go, guys. But negotiation is extremely important, which is why we spend quite a bit of time on it. Yeah. Um, but the second thing now is leading and managing effectively. Mm. Can you talk about that real quick? I mean, if if you can't lead yourself, ain't nobody gonna follow. Come on, Max. If you're a disaster, if you don't, if you're not holding yourself to a high standard, who the hell else is going to look at you and say, man, I need to be with that guy. I need to be doing something with that guy. So, you know, if you, if you don't understand how to, you know, how to manage resources effectively and you don't understand how to lead other people, what's the opposite of leader? What do they call those? Is the loser? Uh, follower, oh, follower, follower, follower. Yeah. Is that what they call it? A follower? Yeah. Sounds um, right. Uh, you can be, that's how you're going to spend your days is like be following around. It's like, you know, like a, like a little dog sniffing a big dog's butthole or something. Yeah, kind of get a little, just like that. Get a little whiff. Of, yeah. Smell a little butt. Yes. What the? Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I I, it. hey, it's a lifestyle choice. I'm not telling you how to live your life. Nah, man. If you I'm like not telling you how to smell live your butt, life. Then, like, <laughs> I, we, I get it. You know, it's not, hey. some people are into, into some weird shit, man. If you're you know? a booty sniffer, mm -hmm. it ain't for me. Mm -mm. It probably ain't for none of us. Yeah. But, hey. If that's what you're into, I'm not trying to judge you, man. Nah, man. I'm just saying, if you're not a booty sniff, if you prefer to not run around like a like a weak dog, sniffing a dog. big dog's ass, yeah. Hey, maybe you could be the big dog. Get maybe, your ass sniffed. Maybe you could be the big dog <laughs> and get your ass sniffed. Maybe you could be the big dog and get your ass yeah. sniffed. That's what it's well, all about. Uh, that's what it's all about. That's a W knowledge. That's it's what we're a, all. It's a lifestyle choice. Listen, you either sniffing ass or getting your ass. <laughs> Success is a lifestyle choice. If you're in America, if you're in a first world country, poverty is a lifestyle choice. People, That's a fact. Somehow that became controversial. People get upset when I say that. So, People get mad at me for saying it. I grew up poor. Yeah. You grew up poor. Yeah, I'm a South Side Chicago. Man, I didn't want to stay that way. I sufficiently disliked my circumstances. I was like, you know, fuck this. Nah, Whatever man. I got to do to make things better, I'm going to do that. And man, you know, I, I, I worked. I unloaded trucks. I stocked shelves. I did. I had shitty jobs. Um, I saw like, hey, this ain't the way. And I mm -hmm. got to go, you know, you got to go create some entrepreneurial income. So I, I started building businesses. I started learning about business, started investing in real estate early in life. Mm -hmm. um, learned about stocks in my 20s, started making stock market money too. And, you know, it's, look, if, you, if you're not going to lead yourself, ain't nobody going to follow. And on, if you can't manage a team, you know, you ain't going to have a team. You're going to be stuck by yourself. And so, if you're by yourself, you can't really move far. Like yeah. you guys wouldn't be where you guys are at without the team, mm -hmm. you know, without the homies man in the 
machines back there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it goes back to negotiation. Audio you got to be their yeah. best option. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be their best option. If they're going to want stuff. If they're going to man the machines back there, the machines. Uh-huh. you got to be their best option that they're, they're having yeah. fun. They're being well compensated. They're having fun. It's, it's a good environment for people to be in. So if you can't create that environment where, you know, people want to they see your vision and they want to be a part of it. I don't even like the term like, you know, when people say like, you know, I'll work for you, Derek. I don't want to I don't want somebody that like I don't want them to work for me. I want them to work for themselves mm-hmm. on things that we have, you know, mutual values, mm-hmm. mutual goals. And we're going to work on that together. To go create better outcomes for for ourselves and others yeah so you, you got to be able to create an environment where people want to be a part of it they're excited to be a part of it i mean if i, if I put a post on instagram that i wanted like a free intern there's no way that i you know there'd be 200 people you know mm-hmm. any random weekend be 200 people. i'm sure you could do the same thing yeah. that if you wanted yeah, free sure. help how many people would want to jump on board with that for sure plenty yeah, yeah. plenty that's because we created an environment that you know it's it's fun there's prosperity. They know if they spend time that's with very us, good point. there's going to be more winning. There's going to be more winning. winning. More winning. That's more a, success. That's not my videographer. He was like, bro, your lifestyle, what you guys do, man, only part of it. And I was helping me with vlogs and like, they're fire now because he saw the value. He's bringing value. Mm. So that was an equal value exchange. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So, and you're true. helping him build his career, his resume. So like, if he wants to go do something else or start his own thing, you can help. You can facilitate with that. Like my video guy, um, Nima, he's new, but I had a um, Harry who edits the videos. Mm-hmm. He's been with me for like five years, mm-hmm. but he started his own like production company, mm-hmm. right? And I've been helping him with that, like helping him manage his team. I'm about to start investing in it, but I was just helping him on the side because I wanted him to grow too. So the thing about being a leader mm-hmm. is people think that your followers or the people are supposed to work for you, but the truth is you work for them. Mm. right it's your job to actually lead them it's more responsibility if you think about the way when birds fly mm-hmm. you know long distances they travel in that v formation the one at the front is doing most of the work they, they fly in that v formation because the aerodynamics makes it easier for the other birds Bam. to to move forward fantastic right? point. the one in the front the leader is working the hardest right he's working for the team Right. So that's something that I think people need to internalize the as the leader. You should be working the hardest when Derek says holding yourself to a high standard. Yeah, man, you got a responsibility. I stay up at night. You know, when there's a problem, I'm like, okay, man, I know that some of the people who work for me, they got kids. Right, I got to make sure they can eat. You know, the people who I coach, I'm like, you know, if something's going on, I got to make sure that they're succeeding. I'm working for them. It's not, I don't look at it like they work for me, even though I'm the leader. That's the responsibility. You get what I'm saying? I, I, I got to double down on that because what you just said is, is so important and understated. Yeah. When I was, um, as you guys know, I was a former special agent with Homeland Security, right? And uh, people don't know this, but whether you work for FBI, DEA, HSI, it's all the same thing. The case agents, the guys that do the actual cases, right? They're not supervisors. The first line supervisor, right, pretty much oversees the group and makes sure that you get the resources you yeah. need to do your investigations because, right, you need surveillance, you need money, you need to do electronic surveillance, you want to wiretap somebody, you want to do search warrants, whatever. Everything needs to go through your supervisor to get pushed up the chain so that you can get funding for your case. 
the best supervisors mm -hmm. were the ones that worked for their agents to make sure that their agents got the resources they needed to their, do their investigations. These big sexy cases you guys see on the news, yeah. racketeering, La Cosa Nostra taken down, wiretaps, all this other stuff. When they do these big roundups or whatever, not only was the, you know, the, the lead agent or lead officer a big part of that, but that man's supervisor, that mm -hmm. agent's supervisor was huge and instrumental in getting him the funding and support he needed Right, the hundred bodies plus to go ahead and round up all the people, the wiretaps, the funding, all this stuff to go ahead and make that happen. So, as a supervisor, you have to work for your people yeah. to get them what they need, and that is the importance of being a leader. When you're just sitting there giving out orders and you're nah. not helping out or making their job easier, you're not really a leader. And when when I had a, I had plenty of good supervisors that I worked under, um, they pretty much any good supervisor I had when I had a big case, they essentially was it like, yo, I'm here for you. I'm here to make sure yeah. that you get what the hell you need for your cases. And that applies. I gave y'all just a law enforcement uh, example, but there's many other professions where this still stands. You know, somebody just typed in this. I know I'm not only supposed to read the $50, super chats, but somebody said a good point that the birds, they rotate positions. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to do that sometimes. So mm -hmm. even as the leader, for sure. you got to be able to let people on your team be in charge of certain things. Yeah. For example, me and Trillstein, we might come up with a plan and by the time we come up with the plan, he executes it. And then on certain things, he tells me what to do, even though I'm the boss, right? Because I give him that authority. So we, we do the rotate just like the, the birds do. That was actually a good point. That's why you have to take your ego out of it the way uh, Derek said. You got to be able to trust your team when you put them in the position to make shit happen. All right, you got this? Cool. And then, you know, everyone plays their, their position. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's like Michael Jordan passing to Steve Kerr for the winning shot. You, you got to create an environment where everybody on the team can win. Bam. And that's how these things fit together. The, these, the Ten Commandments are not ten loose ideas. It's, it's ten things you must do to run your business effectively. Yeah. Ten things you must do if you want to have more prosperity in your life. And some of the comments we made about negotiation and then going into leadership, like you got to be able to to create a situation. You're going to have to negotiate with people to make sure you have the right people on the team, to make sure that you have the right resources for the team, and to make sure that you created an environment. It's your job as the leader yeah. or manager. You got to create an environment where when you have the right people and you have the right resources and you're all doing your thing, you're going to have some fun, but you're also going to win. Mm -hmm. And if it's just fun and no winning, that's not a business. That's nah. a path to bankruptcy. So, if you're like, oh, I'm just going to have fun with my boys. Yeah, uh, you might have fun with your boys, but you know you're probably gonna stay broke with those guys. You probably need to find some mm. some new people. If um, probably need to ride with the winners, instead of laying with the losers. You know, if, if you could get there by yourself already, you would have already done it. If your current team and your current resources were enough to win at the highest levels, you'd be doing better, wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, next is cl client acquisition, which is extremely important. Uh, one of my favorite people in the world helped me with that that resource inside this program is a, a strong, tall, handsome, handsome, wealthy, <laughs> wealthy, humble, yeah. maybe the most humble man. The I most know. humble person. Maybe the most humble man. I know a fellow named God. I mean, Brandon yeah, Carter. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I wouldn't say that stuff about myself. So I'm glad you said it because I'm way too humble for that. You would never do that. Nah, nah. You. This, I'm, I'm way better than that, Derek. I'm way better than that. I'm way too modest to talk about that. They'd have to All understand right. how great you are to really understand your humility. And they'll never really understand, and that's okay. I understand that. 
I forgive them. They know not what they do. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, yeah. That being said, yeah, I teach the module on client acquisition. Uh, and I, I looked at it from the lens of internet marketing because that's um, the area in life where I have the most prowess. And in fact, you know, like when Moneyberg, you know, Moneyberg was making money, tons of money before he went online, right? Tons of money. And just like we talk about that V formation, when he was start, first started say, right, I'm thinking about doing this thing, me, we, me and, and Trilstein, actually, Trilstein, you know, that's my man, we consulted, like they did all the work, but we consulted. He ran stuff by me because we already had a, a multi-million dollar online business. He was just going to take the money. He was already, he was making so much money offline. He said, all right, I want to start this thing where I, I teach financial education to people. And we we consulted him on how to put that together. Um, And they... <laughs> They did really well for themselves and it was, it's exciting. So that's why he asked me to teach the course on, on the data and marketing client acquisition. Plan. Less than three years later, I just got approved for my $25 million click funnels plaque. Come on, man. How much? Bam. 25, man. Just 25, 25 million. 25 million. Well, that's not, that's it's not only 25 million. Well, you know, less than you, you can't years. live off that, but that's a start. There. It's a start. Yeah. yeah that's it's a, a start. start. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so he, he uh, commissioned me to, to teach the, the part on internet marketing, client acquisition. And, you know, it, a lot of it is kind of the stuff, you know, I taught you. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the stuff that I, I taught you in, with the online training, that was more for solopreneurs. Yeah. Right. We took it in. Um, Scaling it up. Yeah. On like how to really so scale doing it. it with it with a team exactly is is it is it because it's can, a different. Can you talk game. about how do you kind of like build up from like being a solopreneur procuring clients to then like scaling up and like doing it on a higher level? Okay, just a, a kind of a bird's eye view. I know obviously you have a yeah. whole module on it, but just to give the people some no sauce. problem. When it's just you, it's a little easier because it's l- less complex. Yeah, you get what I'm saying, and you you can do things. You don't have. You can do things that you can't do when you have to scale because you can do the unscalable because you don't have to scale. It's just you. You only have to feed one mouth. Yeah. Right. But now when you have a team, now you have to be able to scale and that's a different game. It's a different, it's a different sport. You get what I'm saying? It's two different things. And I kind of broke it down from the lens of building funnels. Like Derek said, he just got the click, uh, t- t- how much? How many millions? Just twenty-five million. Okay, twenty-five. I got the ten million dollar plaque. You've been at that about eighteen months. I was eligible for many yeah. one million dollar plaques. I only got two. I was eligible for more if I wanted to just submit the paperwork. Yeah. But then we got the ten million dollar plaque. But helped me get that. Fanny yeah. helped me get the ten million dollar oh, plaque yeah. after that's about eighteen, nineteen months. Yeah. And now we're almost three years in. You know, I got the twenty-five million dollar plaque coming. Sheesh. You just got approved well, you, in last week. You done well for yourself, Money Bar. You don't work yourself. We're not gonna say this poor forever. Come on, man. Listen, listen, man. There's a recession coming. There's a recession here, and I'm trying to capitalize. Anyway, we looked at it from the from the lens of uh, of how to build funnels, and the way I think about funnels is fresh. Most girls, women, you know, do they want to get married at some point and have kids to like a, 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 a. a baller covered in diamonds like you is it would that a high be high value baller? A yeah. high value baller is that yeah, something they're interested baller. in? Okay. That same girl you're talking about, if you just went up to her on the street, never met her cold and said, Hey, 
I'm a high value baller. Even if she believed that you were, you want to get married? What do you think she'd say? Off the street. I don't know you, nigga. Yeah, nope. exactly. Right. So <laughs> even though that's exactly what she wants, I, I think a lot of women would echo those sentiments. You know, <laughs> I don't know you, nigga. It's probably the appropriate response under those circumstances. Yeah. So you have to work your way up to that. Right. Mm-hmm. And you guys all know that you guys, when you teach a game, you can't just, even if a girl's attracted to you, you can't just whip your dick out and say, hey, bitch, let's fuck. Right. Yeah, you, can't, yeah. you can't do that. I want to be clear for the YouTube, for all the censorship going on. I said, you can't do that. Don't whip your dick out. <laughs> and <laughs> Twitch. Okay, so uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, why do we get kicked off of Twitch every time I come on? I told him not to whip their dick out, bro. You, you, you lasted a lot. I'm giving this good. Time. Exa- yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm giving good advice. Yeah, yeah. Don't we whip went, your dick out. Soon you meet it. One hour in. One hour in. Hour in. No, hour in. Oh. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that was solid advice. Uh, yeah, yeah I feel like a lot of guys needed to hear that. Not for Twitch. Don't whip your dick out. A lot of guys. There's a guy right now. He needed to hear. There's a guy right now with his dick in his hand who was about to whip. Like, oh shit! I'm not supposed to do this. You, I'm you might, not. You might have said somebody's life, bro. Might have. Well, we're doing God's work here. Yeah, no, we definitely <laughs> yeah. are. Yeah. But hey, I'm impressed, man. Usually, we have to take the switch down in the first ten minutes when you're on here. So, yeah. uh, that was good. Hey, man. You know, I'm, I'm doing. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning. You that guys was, are teaching me about the internet. It's been great. Listen, you got to work your way up to that. So, how do you do that? You have to build trust first, mm-hmm. right? It has to be a smaller commitment initially. Can I tell the story of how I put this concept together? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So it was me and white boy Brian. That's his name. It's not a racial thing. That's like his name. He goes by that. It's all good. And we were in Las Vegas. And we we were going to go to a strip club. And, babe, this is way before I met you. <laughs> not just play. We've been to strip clubs together. She in the back. Um <laughs> but it was way before I met you. All right. And we wanted to go to strip club and then we saw a cab driver outside. He said, Hey, you guys want to go to the strip club? And I was like, Yeah, he was like, yeah. He said, Well, I'll take you for free. I was like, For free, what's the catch? No, that's what we knew. So we get there, boom, we get out, they exchange. He talks to the bouncer, the bouncer gives him something that he can convert for currency later, right? So he got paid. <laughs> he got paid to take us to the strip club. So, and the strip club was paying, right? So let's take that back to the online world. Mm-hmm. In the online world, you might pay for leads. You might put out a, a free thing or something and you're paying per lead, mm-hmm. right? Uh, pay per click, you know, um, advertising for Facebook, you, Instagram, or even YouTube, right? It's the same thing, but they were doing it in real life. Mm-hmm. I just want to draw the parallel, right? So then they get us, we're the lead. We got, we come to the club. Now we still got it to, they pay for us to come, but we still have to spend money there. Spend money there. We still got to exchange some currency there, right? So we get in and they let us in for cheap. I don't remember how much okay. it was. So they right? made a little bit so They made far. a little bit of money. They might've broke even at this point. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. But now we in there. We don't know this place we've never been there before so we go to the main stage right we go to the main stage as soon as we get to the stage uh some chick came out uh her name was i remember i remember clear her name was cinnamon i guess her parents named her that because of her hair or something but okay uh, is it to the stage cinnamon okay yeah you know <laughs> how it is. you know how it is. strip club to the stage it's like the same voice anyway 
we get there and you know brian was amazed when he seen him it's like he couldn't believe it you know he couldn't believe what he saw i think it was his first time at a at a gentleman's club and she get to twerking in front of him this dude's almost drooling you know and he puts she pulls out her panties can i say panties yeah yeah i think right. so yeah they pulled safe. out her panties and then he, he put he put like a dollar in there. All right, so bam, Brian spends a dollar. Right? And then he puts another, he puts a few dollars in there. I didn't, cinnamon wasn't my cup of tea. She was white. Mm. And uh, Spanish and black only. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> oh, listen, we, listen. Your affinity for Caucasian women has been well documented. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> without question. Yeah. You know? If it was if it was a black girl, you'd have fucking ran out of there. And like, ah. <laughs> I don't know how you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, chocolate too, man. <laughs> Stop the man. <laughs> you fucking racist. <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Last time you fucked a black girl. I can't fucking eighties. I can't camera. <laughs> yeah. Shit, no, a couple years ago. A couple years ago. We're getting off course, ago. guys. Days ago. We're getting off course. I'm- Get off topic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cinnamon. Let's get back. Cinnamon. Toast crunch. Right. Yeah, we don't need you lying anymore. <laughs> We're going to get back to a real story that really happened. Okay. So she gets off stage and she comes straight to straight to Brian, right? Because, you know, that's what happens. Now, here's the thing. Why did she come to Brian and not me? She don't like black dudes either? <laughs> no, because oh. he gave her money. Yeah, right? of course. So it's yeah. easier to sell to someone. <laughs> I mean, that may be true, but that but in the context of the story. Yes. It's easier to sell to somebody you've already sold to. Bing. Right. Yep. So she already made a conversion right here. So now she can go ask for a bigger conversion. Right. Bam. So she goes in there, she asks him, Does he want to lap dance? Brian's like, Yeah, yeah, of course. He was, he was hype. And then he did like two, three lap dances in a row. It's a couple hundred dollars now. <laughs> Come on, man. Club is up. Right, right. But she she picked him because she knew that was a higher probability because it was he was already a customer. Yeah. Right. Let's bring it back to the real world. Let's say somebody buys something like low right low or cheap if they like it if they feel like they got more value than what they paid for it if they feel like they they it was worth it or or it, it was even a steal what would happen is they they would trust you they would they would feel comfortable paying more for the next thing you get what i'm saying they have to people have to feel comfortable they have to feel like oh this is something i can trust mm-hmm. So you got to give them something small, right? Give them just a little taste, right? Something sometimes where they can experience it at a low barrier of entry. But if you really deliver that value there, then they'll trust you uh, with, with more of their money yeah. because they already know, oh, this is good. This is good. This is good to go. That's why you got, what, three Lambos, right? You bought the first Lambo. He was like, oh, this is a quality This is a quality automobile. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two. Right? Two Lambos, my fault, man. Listen, they're, thought, they're one on the way though. All uh, right, see, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. I was, I was, I was foreshadowing it. Anyway, what happens when you get three, two, three lap dances in a row? You bust a nut, and and or <laughs> you want, you want she, more? No, nah, she asked you to go to the VIP room, mm. right? But then she didn't just come out the out of the woodwork saying, "Let's go to the VIP room." She yeah. worked him up to that. Yep. After he experienced the dance that he liked, after he experienced the lap dance that he liked, it was an easier ask, right? And he said, what? Yeah. He went to the VIP room. 
the night I used to drink back then, so the night is kind of foggy. I just know that I ended up in the VIP room too. <laughs> and okay, <laughs> and at some point I left. I got I ran out of money or something. It was a long time ago. If I'm running out of money, clear. Anyway, I, I text Brian like, "Yo, we we got to do some shit in the morning. Where you at?" He said, "Yo." I just left with cinnamon, man. We in the cab right now. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, was, I, I had this weird feeling of pride and jealousy, and uh, I, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm out." And I, I started going. I went back to the hotel room. I checked this out. I walk out the elevator, and our rooms were adjacent to each other. I see Brian open the door, no shirt, and he let cinnamon out. I'm thinking like, "Oh shit, man!" Like, only like a few moments, man. You need to. <laughs> you work on the Come on, man. You need to you need to fix that. That's gotta be embarrassing. And she walked down the hallway and I'm like, Brian, what happened, man? He said, Nah. She wanted like a thousand dollars. Oh right, right. But here's the thing. She did not get that thousand dollars. Nope. But the but here's the point. A lot of guys would have gave her that thousand dollars. A lot of guys would have gave her that thousand dollars. Ultimate ask. Yeah. Especially if you're right there after that but she didn't just go up to some random guy and offer him <laughs> sex for money right she worked her way up through that, right and and she almost got it right so and she had made a couple hundred dollars prior exactly so i say that to say this what's the most profitable company of all time most profitable company of all time at one time it was at apple is it still apple most valuable at the moment yeah all right so apple Right, if you want to get one song off Apple, I, iTunes, iTunes is well. First of all, let's stop here. iTunes is free; just the software yep. you can yep. get on Windows or whatever is free. Even you've got a Windows computer. If you want to get an i song, how much that costs? Uh, can you still buy songs? I think thirty nine, two ninety nine. Yeah. So you like get that. Apple Music or yeah, one of that. Okay, subscription yeah, service, most of us have that whatever. now. But anyway, you can get songs for like a few dollars or an album. Right now, you got a you got i you got the iTunes for free. Mm-hmm. Right now, you get an i song. You might as well get a fucking what? The Apple Music. You might as well get the Apple the Music. Subscription. Yeah, you might as well get the Apple Music. But what you gonna play it on? iPad. Shit, you might, iPad, iPhone. Right. You know, and the Apple does a great job of doing that, working you like giving you something free in in many cases mm-hmm. uh quicktime is free yeah some of your software is free and it's such a good experience you trust them with your currency that if you actually buy something from them it's going to work out well for you yeah youtube is an example like buying yeah. youtube bread that you get yeah. regular youtube for free then you get youtube bread you can't go back right. to regular youtube ads which right. i don't know if you guys if you guys are watching us on youtube like regular i, was, I feel sorry for you with all the fucking ads you're better off just getting YouTube bread. You can watch it for free. Yeah. Uh, sorry, watch it with no ads and it changes your life. And that was a huge upsell. So th- the point I'm trying to make is people think that upsells are negative. They have a negative connotation. However, I don't think of it like that. I think if I can sell somebody something that they feel comfortable buying mm-hmm. and I over deliver, like give them way more than they bargained for They'll they'll be more than happy to buy the next thing from me because they already know that when they buy something from me, it's quality. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? And that's the strategy that I I teach people to employ, right? You know, because you don't want to just go out asking for your most expensive shit. But they don't trust you. They don't even know you. It's kind of like the guy who says, Hey, you want to get married? 
to the girl he just met, even if he is the exact guy she wanted to be with, he doesn't, tr she doesn't trust him enough. She just met him. She doesn't, they don't have a relationship, but what if they go on, okay, exchange Instagram, maybe go meet for coffee, maybe go on a date, yeah. maybe go on two dates, whatever, right? And you work your way up to that because they can trust each other. Does that make sense? So you yeah. want to do the yeah. same thing in a business context. Bam. Mm. All right. So I'll read the chats real quick. And then we still got um, six more things to go over. Um, Did I cover client acquisition well? Like the way I think about it? I think so. I think that, that covers the importance of, you know, gaining the client and then also being able to retain them to a degree with upsells, et cetera. I just accentuate the, you know, the, the main point there very quickly is, you know, you, you, it's so important when you bring somebody new in your life that they have a good experience with you. Yeah. yeah. It's so important that you have to over deliver the goods. So yeah. the idea is like, it's, it's similar to negotiation, similar to being a good leader that you have to create a, a high quality experience. You have to give them much more than they paid for. And you know, the, in the 10 commandments program that I created, I focused on exactly that. And it's, if you couldn't find 25 grand, if you bought that program and you couldn't go find 25 grand, yeah, I mean, what would you say about somebody like that? I mean, with all of the information in that program, you know, it's so comprehensive. You got to be able to make some money off of that, off of what you learn. There's you no way. It. If yeah. you do, if you do the work and you. And just summarizing those three points be, before we move on is that if you, when you understand negotiation, you're going to get better deals in your life. When you understand how to be a good manager and a good leader, you're going to make sure that you're attracting the right people. You created an environment that attracts the right people that are happy to work with you, that are happy to date you, that are happy to be your, your partner, your friend, uh, to feel, you know, any availability for relationships that you have in your life. You're going to have the best people around you, not some mediocre people, not some losers. Everybody's got a loser. Everybody here had some losers that you, you let linger around for longer than you should have. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you're still doing that at home, and probably you are, man, you're ruining your life. Yeah. You're poisoning your life. You're poisoning your success. And when you think about client acquisition, you know, we made this point about that I came to you for, for help with looking at, you know, client acquisition for online models. How do I reach the right people? Yeah. Do I say to you, Brandon, I'd like to work with any old loser, broke-ass nah. motherfucker that's dedicated to staying poor and dumb? Nah, you were very clear about yeah. your client avatar. You, you got to have, you can only have the right people. You can't help somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. Yeah. yeah. You cannot help somebody that doesn't want to help themselves. That's like the definition of stupidity. I, I can help anybody. I can I could help anybody who's serious about creating a better life if you're willing to help yourself. Mm. But losers, you know, some people are dedicated to stupidity. Some people are dedicated to a life of poverty. Yeah. And uh, that's not really what we're doing here. So if you're willing to help yourself, if you want to help yourself, we're, we're here for you. And we'll talk more about it after we do this next break. Yeah, so I'll, I'll uh, read these chats real fast, guys. I'm going to urinate while you're reading the chat. Okay, go ahead. Short King Brandon goes, uh, real ballers don't see recession. We see a steal on property and securities. Absolutely, man. You got to look at it as opportunity. Only one, Derek, only one. Yep, and that's from uh, Alex Australia. King all the way from Australia. Thank you so much for the bucks. And then we got uh, King Strago goes, I have an idea for a business. Want to get your opinion on it. Do you think this is a dumb idea washing windows for 250 house or small business? What do you think? Should I go for it? Uh, the only stupid idea is the one that you don't try, my friend. 
Uh, yeah. Then you got uh, Michael Trollstein. Okay, this is on my card, not Brandon's top Jew. Okay, shout out to you, Mike <laughs> Trollstein in the fucking house, man. Uh, there we got 20 bucks from Kyle Padilla. Goes, what are your guys' opinions on skilled labor jobs such as electrician in the future labor market? Good opportunity to make money? Absolutely, man. And I think you should still, you know, do something on the side. Use that, you know, use that skill to acquire a job. Once you have that job, you start to make income. Take that income, put it into a business, and then go ahead and, you know, start to go ahead and make two, two different streams of income. Because, guys, having one job is never enough, man. You know, we always say two is one and one is none. Uh, Forza 4 goes, shout out to Owen Cook for putting me on to Derek and Brandon many years ago. Would be cool to see him on the pod again for his own full episode in After Hours with the Girls. Sure. Uh, next time he's in town. Uh, Armando78 goes, I can buy a triplex using an FHA, but I am wondering if I should just take out a HELOC on my existing property to apply towards a conventional loan instead. Thoughts on keeping more cash on hand. Nothing wrong with a HELOC, man. They're a little bit hard to get, but if you have a property that you're in right now and you want to do a home equity line of credit, that's a fantastic way to fund your next property. I think it's one of the best ways to do it. Um, you know, if you could pull it off and get good terms, etc. I think it's actually better than a um, cash out refinance um, because you're able to go ahead, uh, you know, use that money from your HELOC, purchase another property. You could you can hold that property for a little bit, refinance, and then go ahead and put dump that money back into your HELOC so you don't pay. Uh, Praz goes fifty bucks. Derek, what do you think about selling options as a source of income? Is it fairly risk adverse if you know what you're doing? You want to hit that? That's my shit. I, and and Brand, I know y'all both trade options. I made over a million dollars in the last couple of years just on options contracts, and um, yeah, I, mean, I, I love selling options. But you have to know what you do. You yeah. have to know what you're doing. And it, you know, it's. Uh, Can you tell the people what trading options are for those that may not know? Well, you selling them, and not buying them, right? It depends on the depends on the context. So you know, mm -hmm. there, there's four types of options contracts. All right, so there's there's calls and puts, mm -hmm. and you can either be buying or selling a call. You could also be buying or selling a put option. Now, I have a course about this, and you know, in my markets mastery course, we spend uh, ten weeks together. Mm -hmm. We go through in detail, in detail, everything you need to know about the stock market to make informed decisions. You're going to spend over. It's not for normal people. You're going to spend over two hundred hours on that. You're going to work your ass off, and. You know, there's, there's nothing I can tell you in, in 30 seconds here that, you know, it, it's going to make you an expert on options, but I made a lot of money with options. Many of my clients made a lot of money with options. I bought like, this watch, selling options, yeah. Sell, selling, selling, selling uh, calls and puts. Where did you learn about calls and puts? <laughs> from Moneybird, man. <laughs> of course I learned it from you. And yeah. This watch was 100% off selling options. My fault, man, man. Mo was yelling at me because I wasn't close enough. Wow. Yeah. Sorry about that, man. Yeah, no, but it was it was 100% from what I learned in uh from Derek's course, you know, yeah. just about selling if, options. If you're serious about making real money selling options, I can help you with that in my course. But if, you, if you're not serious enough to do that, I don't recommend you do it because you're probably going to fuck it up badly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Any of that stuff, guys, making quick money comes with crazy risk, man. And, you know, we're not going to sit here and tell you you should absolutely do it. We could teach you, but you got to understand the risks. Uh, Shadow God 25 goes, thank you all for everything. What y'all... What y'all do what you don't have to, but what we need. I'm genuinely happy now. My circle better. And I love money talks, love no homo and appreciate y'all. Thank you. Shout out, shout out God. Yeah. You got some? No, no. I was just going to um, say you do need a mentor in any space that you're going into. Yeah. For and sure. someone has been through that path already, it's a W for you. So take that chance. Yeah. When um, I was in the bathroom, I thought I had to reflexively, I was going to put the seat down. <laughs> Right. Uh, but I remembered that y'all don't like women, so I left it up. There you go. Exactly. I know yeah. I know you guys. Appreciate that. We as yeah. we know over here, we say bam. Oh. Why? Just kidding. Oh, it's my God. notebook. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're yeah. gonna get into the next thing, e-commerce. 
Uh, can y'all hit us a little bit? And we we dabbled on it a little bit, but you guys can talk about the importance of e-commerce. You know, if you're not if you're not making money on the internet, you know, you're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You're in trouble. There's so many. How many fucking people are making money on the internet? Come on, man. Many. You know, kids. Millions, millions, kids, kids, kids. including children. Yeah, you yeah. got children out hustling you. Come on, man. You got children on the internet out hustling you, getting paid That's when true. you're not. And I, I don't mean it to say it disrespectfully. It's just a fact. There's children out there that are out hustling. I found twenty five million dollars, and I got to help a lot of people. And, go, and going back to that, to you know, uh, customer acquisition. Mm-hmm. You know, why did I? Why did I get that kind of revenue? Why did that kind of money come in? Well, because I, I found the right people to help. I don't want the wrong people on one of my courses. I don't want the wrong. I can't help some bum that doesn't want to help himself. You're still going to have to do work. And, you know, you just said the word mentorship. And earlier today, I was at one of the pro MMA gyms down here at Sanford MMA. And I was training with Ong Lasang. He's, you know, six-time world champion. Uh, he's at one championship, six-time world champion. And this guy is teaching me, you know, amazing nuanced things about, you know, you know uh, striking, mostly, uh, you know, kickboxing or, uh, you know, Thai kickboxing. and in Muay Thai, um, you can you can't invent that shit by yourself. I'm yeah. learning from a six-time world champion, of course, and I have some foundations, and that's the first time he and I are training together. But I have foundations in that because my main boxing coach is a five-time world champion, mm. and we we work a lot together. I got MMA coaches coming all the time. You know who they are? They're, they're Hall of Fame UFC guys. They're world champion guys. How long would it take to invent that shit by yourself? Yeah, <laughs> I, I got my blue belt in jiu-jitsu in seven months. Most people, you know, most people would never do it. If they did do it, it'd take them two to three years. It's very normal that it takes three years to do that. I did that in seven months because I was willing to work my ass off, and I had world champion coaches and mentors to that are training one-on-one with me. Not like I'm going to their class in a group. Like They're they're flying to me. We're spending time together one-on-one. But you know, I'm, I'm training 20 days a week. Excuse me, 20 days per month. And I'm, I'm training 50, 60 hours per month. And then the skill set develops. Now, when I wanted to learn about business, did I did I try to invent did I try to invent statistics and invent finance and invent accounting? Or did I just go where they teach that? Well, no, I went to the University of Chicago's MBA program. It was the number one ranked MBA program in the world because that's what they specialize. They specialize in economics, in finance. Best econ school in the world while I was there. Number two finance school in the world. You know, number three or four in their accounting program while I was there. So I went to learn best practices. I learned finance from Nobel Prize winners. I learned about management from Nobel Prize winners. So, you know, I also, they had people there that were, were teaching as a part-time job, as, as a charity, really. They were multi-billionaires, you know, billion would it be. Mm-hmm. So what I wanted to learn about business, I wanted to learn from who are the best academics teaching this? Who are the best people you could get access to that were real business people that made extraordinary wealth? When I wanted to learn MMA, I didn't go to like, you know, Bobo's gym. I went to yeah, I went to the best people in the world, and I, I made myself useful to them. I made myself useful to them. I found win-win situations where we're having a lot of fun together. I'm helping them with their financial situation. I'm helping them to invest the, you know, some of them make millions and millions of dollars in their career, mm-hmm. and a lot of athletes don't know what to do with it. Yeah, I'm sure true. you've encountered that. Yeah, for, for sure. So, yeah. you know, I'm somebody that they trust. That they, they know I don't want to, I don't want to manage their money. I'm not going to, I don't want access to their accounts. I don't want to touch their money. I don't want to touch your money either. You know, but. They're, they're happy to take my courses or send their family to take my courses. So, you know, their financial future is taken care of. So, you know, that these things are very important that, you know, you, you have to you have to understand how to make yourself useful to others. You need to be able to provide a lot more value than you take. And if you could do that, customers are going to come back to you. When I have a new customer, I screen so hard, 
that we don't we don't have riffraff coming in. I say from the beginning, like you know, don't take my course if you're not willing to work. It's not get rich quick. It's not get rich. Quick. It's not you. It's not you, get rich quick. If you apply the things in there, if you take the time to learn them and you apply them over time, you might create tremendous wealth over time. I have clients that made multi millions of dollars. Some of them, you know, eight million in a couple of years, two three million in a couple of years. You, know, you you may or may not do that, but a lot of it depends on your dedication. I can point you in the right direction, but if you if you think you know everything already, then I wouldn't anticipate that your circumstances get any better than they are. Now, you guys asked me if I would discount the program. I had a, a discount for my existing clients when I first launched that program mm -hmm. earlier this year. And you asked me if I'd discount the program again, which I, you know, I did for, you had a, a couple hundred people from your audience yeah. that when I was here before, we told them about it. We had a couple hundred people that made a decision to for, for more prosperity, yeah. for, for, for more choosing instead of losing. Down the path of better ways and brighter days. They marched down that path. Made a choice yeah. to be a baller, not a faller. Yeah, chump, not a champ, not a chump. A champ, not a chump. Yeah, there yeah. you have it. They made you know, made a decision. Could have stayed in the back of the bus, but they want to ride in the Maybach with us. You know what I'm saying? They went from <laughs> they went they went from riding the train from first class on the plane. Could is that link available? I like these is that link yeah, it's in the description. Yeah. yeah, they wanted to pump, not dump. Come on, man. Yeah. Link is the top description. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. We tell them what they got to do to to find that link and. And just and reiterate, it's not for everybody. Who, yeah, who is for everybody. this for? This the serious. Who is this for in your audience? What's the right type of person in your audience that this is a no-brainer? Guys that want to do better, want to learn how to make money, how to also as well help their family. So it's like most everyone in the chat, man. I mean, you should want to do better for yourself and your family. So it's only for you if you're a decent man. Yeah. yeah. If you want to help yourself and your family. So if you're a decent man, it's for you. Well, I mean, you could see the difference. I mean, we got 4,000 people watching right now, right? Versus when we do a nighttime show with girls, it'll be like, you know, 10, 10 to 15, 20, right? 15K. You know, people watching. And, you know, most guys are more interested in, you know, women and bullshit entertainment than like actually becoming better versions of themselves. And this is actually why so many guys fail with women is because they don't understand that there is an invisible mask, uh, masculine burden of performance. And a lot of guys think, hey, I'm just going to be myself and, you know, do what I want to do. And you yeah, know, the he... bitches are going to come to me. And guys, I mean, we talk all the time about women being delusional, but some of y'all need to be stop being delusional yourselves and understand mm. that if you want to get the life that you want to get, you must work for as a man. You don't get the privilege of just existing and getting attention from the opposite gender like a woman does. Like, you got to deserve it. You got to Yeah, you got to deserve it. Best right. way to get what you want in life is to deserve it. Come on, man. Mm. You know? So as a guy, you got to get out there and get it, bro. Like, you can't sit there and just rely on your looks like a woman. Like, that's the re that's the cold hard reality. And all the feminists might get mad at me, but that's the truth. A woman always has, has the safety of being able to find a man to take care of her. You don't get that privilege as a man. You really nah. don't. How nah. many ladies have been on your show over time? 1,500 about. 1500. About 1,500. Is it your experience with the 1,500 female guests you've had on your show? Has it been your experience that they're looking for men that are dumb and uninspired dude and they're incapable of taking care of themselves i'll, I'll tell you this family those interviews have made me realize how much how important like they'll go ahead and you know dress it up with like i want ambition or whatever but if you ask her how what's the bare minimum you want your guy to make dude um i would argue about 85 percent or better of the women say 100k per year which automatically bare minimum they're like 100k per year bro that puts you in the top 50 percent of all americans yeah. that, that's not just men so you know Girls have higher standards, guys. Those studies that came out that women find most men is economically not attractive. Um, and this is kind of what it is. And we tell you guys all the time, you don't make the money to get the girls. You make the money to not tolerate the bullshit that inevitably comes with dealing with the girls. And be having the money and having that stability and that confidence from building up a business, becoming a better version of yourself, etc. It creates natural confidence and aura that you can't necessarily fake that women are drawn to. 
you know, we've had plenty of trust fund babies that come on and like they don't get girls or whatever may be here in Miami. We know a couple of them being fresh, actually. And the reason why is because they didn't build the character through struggling and making the money to become attractive. They're just a simple money. And the girls don't respect that. You know, I've always told you guys on this pod, people get mad when I say this shit. All women are fucking gold diggers. Just some are better at hiding the fucking shovel. That's the truth. You know, whether she's a PhD and says, oh, I want to go with ambition or someone on my level education wise. That's still gold digging to a degree. Or she's just a straight up bimbo. Hey, I want a nigga with a boat. They're going to at some point, they're going to want some guy that can provide them some kind of value. So you have to produce as a man or she's just smart. Right. Like, you go. You that's know, if I was a pretty girl. I would do the same. I yeah. wouldn't be with the fucking broke ass. Facts. Dude, You're right. You no, know, because I wouldn't have to. I don't blame them. you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Who, if you don't have to, you know what I'm saying? Even in the real world, especially like, in 2022, you go to yeah. here in Miami, all the guys that have some amount of money and some type of like value to bring yeah. have girlfriends. It's like, yeah, it's like automatic versus the guys that are like working their way up, can't get any girls at all. So it's just yeah. a value exchange. If you're yeah. the type of person that you want a better life for yourself, you're willing to work. This is not, this is not get rich quick. This is to learn how to create real wealth yeah. over the time. It's not the 10 tips or tricks to get rich quick. Nah. It's, it's not the that. Ten Commandments. If you want to create real wealth, to be one of those most desired men, you you have the financial resources that, frankly, you can do what you want to do. Yeah. Is she going to decide she want to be with it or she don't? But frankly, you can do what you want to do. I do whatever the fuck I want to do, and I have a lot of freedom in my life. And if somebody didn't like it, I I bet you there's some other people that would love it. Mm. There's some other people that love to get on board. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything disrespectful to any females in my life, but you know. I have a fantastic relationship, but was you know very smart, younger, pretty, well educated, graduate degree like mine. She's fantastic, All right? But we also we we, you know, we had an understanding from the beginning that like I'm the leader of that relationship. Right. We're going to do the things that, that I want to do. I don't ask her to do anything that's not in her best interest. Of course, yeah, I yeah. don't ask her to do anything that's not going to be you know beneficial for her her future as much or maybe more than it is for mine sometimes. Mm-hmm. But you know. It's not, there's a lot of clarity about who's making the decisions, you know? You don't see no arguing or bickering or... I never see Everybody's once. happy. Yeah. Everybody's happy. And that's what women want, guys. You you, you got to get the fuck rid of this drama and bullshit in your life. You're doing that to yourself. Yeah, man. You're doing that to yourself. If you got if you got somebody that's not respecting you, that's not treating you right, whether that's your employer, whether that's a current business partner, maybe that's some people in your current peer group, maybe that's a significant other or a lack of a significant other because... You're not respecting yourself enough to put in the work and, and earn the best available outcomes in the world. And success is a lifestyle choice. Come on. Man. Success is a lifestyle. Poverty and being a dumbass, also a lifestyle choice. In a first world country, you know, I don't know what it's like in the shit countries. I mean, in a first world country, what is it mil- like? millionaire is a lifestyle you, choice. You do know Barbados is not a shit country, right? It doesn't develop. So you can't ask me that question, brother. <laughs> I, see, I, I see like pigs in the, in the, in the, on the beach. Because they're food. Y'all just got food on the beach? <laughs> the food is running wild on the beach? Well, I don't know what beach you've been on with pigs, but I'm just saying, like, we're developed, so you can't ask me. All right, my it's fault, It's poverty, man. but it's not, like, that crazy. I okay. got you. My fault, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to disrespect your <laughs> heritage. <laughs> 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 um, all right, so next you're, if you're is... serious oh, about wait. outcomes, click that link. Yes, yeah. it's at the top of the description, guys. If you're serious about better outcomes and you're willing to put in the work, click that link. Click that link. So next we're on. Um, so we covered quick little recap because we're about halfway. Negotiation, lead and manage uh, efficiently. Client acquisition, e-commerce. e-commerce. Now we're a business law. Mm. Foundational. You know, and if if you don't understand the business law, if you don't understand what are the rules 
the you know in which the government's going to allow you to operate or they're going to shut your bitch ass down and they're going to say you you petty little bitch you're not doing that shit in our country mm-hmm. you're not doing that shit in in this state you're not doing that shit in this city you dumb hoe <laughs> right? there's there's some manager in a in a government office somewhere that's going to look and be like he did what you dumb bitch. And then they just <laughs> shut your business down and maybe raid your home too. Is, yeah. that, is that true? Yeah, that could definitely happen. That could definitely happen, guys. You ever ran up in somebody's home, man? Plenty of times. Yeah, plenty of times. Yeah. Damn. Some manager in, you know, in the organization made the call. Look at this dumb bitch. Look at this hoe. <laughs> Look at this. Look at this fucking <laughs> nerd. We're not doing Stupid. that shit here. Nah. You can't do that Send shit. Send over there, man. Send <laughs> over there. over there. Run up in his bitch ass and rifle through his girl's panties drawer. You heard? <laughs> yeah. That's what did to Trump, actually. They, they've... Yeah. Tra- tra- you, you did that to Trump? No, not me. No, oh. Not me. But they did it to... Uh, <laughs> All Melania. Melania's panty yeah. drawer. Yeah, oh, they looking, did. Looking yeah, all through. No that. respect. No respect wow. yeah. for crazy. the first lady's panty drawer. They, nah, man. None. If it could happen to the president, it could happen to you. Facts. Facts. It could happen to you. <laughs> Nobody's safe. It happened yeah. to the president. He's a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's safe, bro. Yeah. If you understand, serious note, business law, you have to understand, you know, how to limit your liability yeah. in, in whatever enterprise that you're involved in. So depends what you're doing, but you, you might be, you might, a sole proprietor might be, a sole proprietorship might be okay in the short term. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you, you might need to be involved in a, a LLC, that's a limited liability company. Or you need to know the difference between a, a C corporation or a subchapter S corporation and the tax implications and the ownership implications uh, involved in that. And you know if you're if you're involved in you know if you end a legal firm then you you have a, a limited li- liability practice but that's separate that's a, there's a separate type for law partners so you you need to understand the nuances of that and you know I have one uh, uh I brought my attorney that is my attorney for intellectual property is my attorney that's helped me with some other things in my business so he's a, a partner in a law firm well-known law firm partner. Not a schmuck that just got a job, a partner in a well-known law firm. And I had him explain, you know, the details of entity selection to to make sure that, you know, you work hard and you build a, you know, a All the- financial asset. You don't want to lose that shit, you know, because you didn't set it up appropriately. Additionally, you know, he goes through in detail how to protect your intellectual property of, you know, what are trademarks, what are patents, um, you know, how does copyright work, things of that nature. So you can protect the intellectual property that you create. So somebody else can't take your shit mm. and go sell it around the internet back to e-commerce. All these things are tied together. You see yeah. how they're all tied together? Yeah. You absolutely. see how they're all tied together, right? If you can't negotiate, if you can't manage and lead, if you can't find clients, if you can't manage those clients well, if you can't, um, if you don't understand e-commerce or how to how to make money on the internet, if you don't understand business law, do you have a business if you don't understand those things? No. You, you no. must understand. You're going to have a things. hobby because you're not going to be profitable. Mm. Yeah, you're gonna be you might be fucking around with your boys doing something packing False. jokes for a minute and you're not gonna be you know, you know the legal concept you're gonna be learning is called bankruptcy. Mm, yeah. If you don't understand these elements of business, you're gonna understand a different legal concept called bankruptcy. Mm, yeah. And you don't wanna be in bankruptcy court. Yeah. Um so microeconomics and macroeconomics. Can you uh explain what they are and then the differences between the two? Yeah, you know, microeconomics is, is more what's going on on the business level of, you know, what are your what do your inventories look like? What are what are the situations in your small business or your local market? Macroeconomics has more to do with the labor market in general, you know, in the in your state, in your country, in the global economy. And you have to look at things like um you know, macroeconomic indicators or you know, what are what are interest rates around the world? What are currency exchange rates around the world? Uh, what's going on at a global level that's going to affect you at the micro level? 
But then microeconomics is making those decisions at the micro level, given your specific circumstances and the the opportunities and threats you know facing your business uh, or facing your you know investments. Where where is your capital best deployed? So that's the real study of economics is you know how do we get the greatest return on scarce resources? Mm-hmm. How do you best use scarce resources to enhance the quality of your life? And if you can't manage your resources well, what's going to happen? That's a that's a big fucking L if you can't manage your resources because you never know how long you may have them. Sometimes yeah. you might have them for a temporary amount of time, and if you're not able to exploit them at that time, what happens? Missed opportunities, missed opportunities, lost a lot. You know, leads to lost funds, lost funds leads to potential downfall. Look at lo- lottery winners; they win a bunch of money, yeah. can't manage it, budget it, and then they lose yeah. all of it. So, yeah, over yeah. half lottery winners go bankrupt. So, if yeah. if you, get, you even if you accidentally get money in the short term, if you don't know how to manage money, you ain't gonna have done. You make your situation worse. Absolutely. And make your situation worse. Speaking of money, we got Mike our boy Mike Rashid in the fucking house. What up, homie? Shout out to Mike Rashid. Uh, hope to see y'all in two weeks when I'm back in Miami with my three girls. Mike, you're, you know you already got to, you always got to see yep. this table, my friend. You don't even got to ask. Just let me know when you're going to be here. Shoot me a text right now. Give me the dates. And uh, we'll make it happen and definitely bring you on, bro. We'll That's my happy dog, to have you. Shout out to Mike fucking Rashid, man. That's hey, my guy. Dude, That's my man. guy, man. I know Mike for so long. Two girls. Yeah, that was three. Yeah, now it's three, four. man. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> this dude always bringing girls to the stakes. Yeah, he's like bringing his own, doing trying to do his own after hours. <laughs> yeah, that fucking guy, man. But he no. was on the show before me. Yeah, yeah uh, man, man. did he come? Before yeah, I think so. Mike always gets. Mike always gets the things before me. Man. <laughs> he's been like, that, he's you, been like that the whole time. Like, he gets like, like, you, right uh, before Brandon? me. He gets there. You know, so he's you, been like that. Have you worked harder than you, Brandon? Yeah, maybe, man. Maybe, maybe something. something. But yeah, something he's, a, he's always there. Um, but no, Mike. Uh, Mike's always Mike's there. Mike is always there. You know, when, when everybody uh, give him his flowers real quick on air, when we, everyone's hating, talking a bunch of bullshit, he was one of the, the ones that stood strong uh, yeah. beside us, 10 toes down, Master. Shout out to Mike Rashid, yep. uh, friend of the show, friend in real life. Uh, we respect the fuck out that guy is like the uh, the big bro. So when you're here, dude. shoot me a text, man. Let me know when you want to come down. S- solid dude. Like a lot of lot of people, you know. I don't know how people talk shit about him, really. A lot of people are different from their online personas, but guys like you guys, Money Bird, Mike Rashid. There's only a few who are the, the exact same person. Who you're watching is who they are, and they're not uh, fake at all, man. That's that's my guy. Shout out to you, Mike. Yeah, shout out to Mike. There man. you go. Uh, go subscribe to his YouTube channel, guys. Um, okay, so my bad, uh, Derek. So we were covering uh, micro and macroeconomics, um, and then did, did you hit all the points? Well, if, or did you want... if you can't manage your resources, you're yes. not going to have any. Yeah. If you're not, if you can't manage your current resources, how would you be qualified to earn more? So true. If you don't understand what's going on <laughs> in the environment and in the you know. Not just in your in your neighborhood, on your block, down the street. If you don't understand what's going on in the in the global environment, how would you make the best decisions in life? Mm, yeah. And if you can't manage your current resources, that's microeconomics. Uh, what's your what are your current assets? What are you, what are your current liabilities? What are the tools that you have that you could deploy them for the best use to multiply your your the positive things in your life and have more of them. And, then, and also how to, to avoid making dumbass decisions that would create more liabilities or more problems in your life. So uh, if, if you can't make a good economic decision, I mean, you, you're just fucked. There's, I mean, I there's not a more polite way to say it. You know, that person is you're just accepting the, to stay dumb, to stay down there, somewhere lowly, somewhere undesirable. Your, your future is going to be more bleak than your past. Mm-hmm. There's people on here that I, I didn't come from the best circumstances. I know many of you didn't. And there's people on here that, that came from, you know, a rough back. My father was in prison when I was a kid. When I was, you know, 17, I was in county jail for uh, between 17 and 18. I spent 90 days in county jail. Cook County Jail? No, downstate. Okay. 
different ones. Yeah. We were there at the same time. No, no. <laughs> I didn't enjoy those circumstances. So, so I, I was like, you know, fuck this shit. I got to do better. I got to do better. If you're okay, if you're okay, maybe you came from a shitty circumstance, but your future ain't got to be shitty mm. unless you let it. Mm. And the default outcome, it's not been my experience in life that the default outcome is a, a palace or a mansion or a penthouse. The default outcome is a pile of shit. Everything fails is left to its own devices, right? If you don't water your garden, you don't take care of it, what's going to happen? It's going to get fucked it's up. be fucked. Everything fails left to its own devices. Nothing if, good happens. If you don't accident. understand those, those 10 principles of business, you're not going to be running a business. You're not even going to be running your personal finance as well. Mm. And, you know, we talked about this earlier. You had 1,500 females came on your show, and I, it sounded to me, based on your feedback there, that um, there was not a not a lot of strong demand for unintelligent men <laughs> with low resources. Yeah. It's, it's the, quite with, the opposite. Yeah. And I mean, the scary part is even, even guys, even average girls demand this. So it's the days of being mediocre are fucking done, man. Mm. So, um, okay. So now, uh, so we're on to the last three here, guys, and the ladies just showed up. So we'll get, uh, we'll push through. Speaking of micro economics, real quick, people are so bad at managing their personal finances. Yes. The average person is so easy to stump. You could just how how much money you spent last month? They they couldn't even tell you the number. Like they'd have no accurate way to to track that. They're not something that they're they're keeping top of mind. And I think if you can't answer like basic questions like that, how much money did you spend last yeah. month? You'd be you'd be amazed at how many people just can't answer that question when you ask them. And scary if you don't know how to manage your own personal resources, how are you gonna start a business, man? You know. Right. That's why it's so important that you guys get this information that Derek's putting out in this course, man, because it's going to teach you everything from top to bottom, like the basic foundational shit that you really need to ball on these hoes. Yeah, there's a parable in the Bible talking about, you know, when you have you have more, you get more versus when you have little, you don't get you don't get shit. So it said in the yeah, that's Bible. exactly what it said, right? Yeah. If you don't manage your current resources well, you don't get shit. Yeah. Well, well, no. Nah. It was, I think well, that, uh, that, 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 that was the new test. That may have been a little bit off. That was the new test. I yeah. think it was, that was uh, the point that Jesus or God was handed yeah. down. The parable of the sower and the seeds. I, I think it was, what was it like, thou shall not receive shitteth? Something like that is what it is, right? Yeah. And they killed him for that. Well, no, they the, killed him for the saying that you won't visit that. If you can't manage the current thing. shit, you can't get no mm-hmm. more shit. Not that part specifically, but yes. And it, then you fuck. He did pass away for a sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So no finance, accounting, and statistics. If you know, again, we, we were just talking about it. If you yeah. can't finance and accounting on the accounting side, it's a boring topic for a lot of people. Yeah, it's very boring. Honestly, I think it's a bit boring. Yeah. I, took, I took about eight finance, excuse me, eight accounting classes when I was in university between undergrad and graduate school. I find it rather boring. You know what I don't find boring? Mm. Days when I make two and a half million dollars in a day in the mm. stock market. I don't find that too boring. That's pretty cool. Mm. That's not too boring. It's not bad. You know, we don't want to, I don't mind having my, my new $25 million click funnels plaque coming. That, that's not too boring. That's nah. pretty cool, huh? Your Maybach's that's not right. boring. My Maybach's pretty good. It's cool. You know, it's a little boring that you know, there's so much room that you could just fall asleep. It's so quiet in the I back can see of the I Maybach. I problem. It's so quiet and so comfortable. It's more comfortable than like a business class seat in an international jet. So, you know, sometimes it's so quiet that it can be a little, you know, actually do the account energy back there. I get that. I actually do the accounting for my businesses still. I like, I actually do the accounting. And it's, uh, it is boring. But, you know, 
when I look at my watch, <laughs> I mean, I try These to look at it. Sometimes I might fuck up my retina. If I look at the lights, are kind of too bright here for Careful. me to look at it directly. But when I look at my watch, I'm like, man, it's a good thing I spent that time learning accounting. You know, there it's you certain, it's there certain you well. Yeah. yeah. If you don't understand finance, you know, accounting, if you can't read the numbers, it'd be, it literally is like, Accounting is the language of business. Yeah. If you can't read yeah. the numbers and don't understand, very true. The, you know, accounting is understanding. You know, how are how is the money coming into the business? You know, where is that money being uh, utilized? Like, what are what are the bills that need to be paid that'll keep producing more money in the future? And then, how much of the money do you get to keep for yourself as the business owner? Yeah. And that's going to dictate an awful lot about how your lifestyle is going to be, and you know, in, in the present and also in the future. So if, if you can't if you can't read it'd be like it'd be literally like you're you're literate you can't you can't understand how the money's coming in or out how would you make the best economic decisions if you don't even understand how the money's flowing absolutely so you got to be able to read the financial statements and you know finance uh, intertwined with that I mean we we talked about options for a moment earlier like I made a lot of money in options I, I made tens of millions of dollars between the the things that I know about real estate, the things I understand about the stock market, the things I understood about entrepreneurship. You know, I added about forty million dollars to my net worth in a couple of years' time. And even when there's a little pullback in the recession, um, you know, I, I was down about ten point one million, and I, I got about three of that back recently, about three point two. So all the people are losing money. I'm back making money, even though the market's going down. I'm still mm, making money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people panic with the, with the stock market, you know, taking a taking a dip. But like, if you're a savvy investor, you these are, this is the opportunities. I love volatility in the market. Yeah, but I only love volatility in the market because I understand finance. So yeah. because I can, I understand the accounting and to read the financial statements. Yeah. yeah, I understand what the financial statements say in detail. Mm-hmm. I understand how to go back to the market and be like, you know, oh, given the situation that we're in here. We need to, you know, sell that and buy this, or double down and buy more of something. Yeah, you know, or or look at the options contracts. Sometimes you get a better premium. You can make a, a few percent literally overnight. You can also lose your ass if you don't know what you're doing overnight. Mm-hmm. So you can lose your ass overnight if you don't know what you're doing. You can make a few percent overnight if you do know what you're doing, and that's more than you make in a year if you're buying treasuries or, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. That's One thing I'll say about accounting. I'm sorry, uh, first I didn't mean to cut you off. It's a uh, the way I think about accounting for business is kind of like for fitness, right? Okay. You track your calories. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. You track how much you you Good point. uh your, your macros. Mm-hmm. And the people who do that on a consistent basis, they get the best results. Absolutely. Right? For sure. Accounting is like your macros before your business. Yeah. Right. If you're not if you if you track that stuff, your business will grow the same way if you track your calories and your macros in in your fitness. Your 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 muscles will grow, or you lose fat, or you you get better body composition. You have better business composition if the accounting is right, and that's why I still take it so seriously to the point where I do my own accounting yeah. for okay. my business. You know, what gets measured gets managed. What gets measured gets managed. You can't measure it, you can't manage it. Peter Drucker said that man, Big Pete, bam, yeah. Uh, okay, and then uh, finally. Uh, before I hit the last one here, let me read the, any tests that may have come through, Chris, and then we'll go into the last one, which is probably one of the most important, actually, um, because if you don't have this skill, you're not going to make no goddamn money, regardless of how good your product is. Okay, I made 11K the past two months selling options so far with 100K and a financial advisor. I'm going to start watching your stuff now. Thank you so much, for Hey, shout out to bucks. you. And then we got, uh, okay, Viking Paradigm, one of our longtime supporters, shout out to him. He goes, this show has given me the fire to make some changes on how I off." My expert internet skill, offer my expert internet skills. I will see you guys in Miami ASAP. Okay, shout out nice. to you, Viking Paradigm. He helps us a lot with our internet. Shout out to him. Yep. And for me, more, shout out to all getting my money up for mentorship. Yes, absolutely, my friend. 
And uh, actually, Viking is a big part of the reason why we don't lag anymore, guys. He's helped me a lot with consulting for the Internet, so he knows what the hell he's talking about. Mm. Uh, Jalen Mosley goes, I started dropshipping rebranded watches and have made close to 6000 this month at just 17 I still can't hardly believe it, but I'm only on the way up from here. Shout out to FNF and you, Brandon, for the um, high-value alpha ball, of course. <laughs> That's hey, what's yo, up, yo. Shout out to you, hey, and then, hey, uh, hey, we out here. Last one here goes, Mr. Beef Snorkel, is there a certain type of tax professional I can Google slash find that their specialty is finding all possible data? tax deductions for my LLC? If so, what is the name of these specialists? That's a good question, Mr. B. CPA. That's a good question. You know, Mr. B. Smoko brings up a good point. You guys want, I I could take that one or unless you guys have something. I I just echo what Fresh said. It has to be a good CPA, not just any CPA. Yeah. There's a lot of CPAs that they, they pass their little, they pass their little five tests. They got their certification. All right. You're certified public accountant. But a lot of them still don't know shit about business. Facts. They spent their time in academics. They then they studied for their CPA exam, and they can make a decent enough income that you know it's somebody that maybe they're making eighty grand, maybe they're making one hundred and fifty grand if they've been doing it for a while. But it doesn't mean that they understand business. Mm. It doesn't mean that they understand your LLC, so your company. Yeah. So you need, you know it'd be great to find the right CPA, exactly as he said, that uh, has some business experience that you know they've lived it themselves and they're not just you know shuffling basic paperwork for somebody else to to get a little paycheck and go home and simp yeah mm. and, and i'll say this like you know if you if you're in a certain niche like for example like my real my um cpa guys he's really well versed in real estate as you guys know i'm a real estate investor i own a property so i want someone in that niche that can aggressively deduct things for me obviously from a legal sense but he knows it because he understands you know the power of depreciation cost segregation etc you need accounts that that know this stuff and a lot of times that that account that you want needs to be in the field that you're in. So at some point you can start with H&R Block, but as you become more and more well-versed into your niche in business, whatever it may be, you want an accountant that can maximize whatever path you try to take, whether it's real estate, creating a business, having a storage unit, whatever it is that you do, you're, there's an accountant that will be in that niche that can give you the best angle for tax. And it helps, yeah. especially if you know what you're talking about. For example, the terms, the terminology, what to, yeah. what to ask them. Because yeah. if you know what, yeah. what to talk about, you don't need to know everything. You just need to know the basics so you can understand it and it can help you as well. That's Bam. a good point. Yeah. And you yeah. can learn basic financial language. You know, you can understand accounting, the fundamentals of accounting, what a balance sheet looks like, oh, you too. what an income statement like looks like, you, what a you know, statement of cash flows. It's in detail. You can go to YouTube. You can go fumble around yeah. by yourself That's on YouTube. Fact, for right? free. That's a fact. For yeah. free. If you're a fumbler, you can go, you can go free. You can go find free tax advice. You can get free laser eye surgery too. It's uh, just your financial future at stake. Uh, you can do free if you like. I don't uh, let people do yeah. things for me for free that are important. Like if if, the, if it's important to me, I won't let anyone do it from free. For it was me. important enough to me that you know I spent nine years at the best universities, went to the number one graduate school in our country, so I could understand the detailed nuances because I, I didn't want free. I wanted to have the best information so I could have the best outcome. Price is what you pay. Value is what you get. You ain't going to get the best value for free. And here's the other thing, too. I'm just going to, I'll say this as well, the importance. Like when I invested into your program, I spent a significant amount of money. It was like three, five thousand bucks, right? Back then when I was with my government employee, right? Um, And, you know, yeah. And it was, or or, yeah, this exactly. Yeah. Back then. Um, And. And uh, shout out to you because I was actually more expensive, but you had uh, locked in a certain rate for me yeah. because I had, you know, I told you I was working for the government at the time. I need to get yeah. some paperwork. Outside and employment. You never know when I might need a government uh, shooter on my side, <laughs> you know, you know, shout out to Brandon because he had to increase his prices by the time I reapproached him. But the whole point of this story is to tell you guys this. 
when you spend money, right, you got you got to pay money to pay attention. Mm. What I mean by that is if you pay for a product, a lot of the times what's going to happen is you're going to take it more seriously. Yeah. Okay. It, you're going to be like, damn, I dropped thousand, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand, whatever it may be. It, obviously, this course is not going to be that expensive for y'all. You don't have to Moneyberg's giving you guys a discount. But when you pay money, that's going to force you to pay attention. A lot of times people need skin in the game. It's a mental thing yeah. to be able to take the shit seriously. It's basic psychology. If you give it to them for free, they're going to take it serious. That's why I no longer give free fitness advice. You want to get a fitness advice from me? You got to fucking pay me because I know your dumbass ain't going to track your macros unless I tell you to do it and I charge you in the process. Yeah. I learned this very early on with giving any to anyone any type of free value or free advice where I want them to actually be serious and take it. You got to pay to pay attention. That's a fact. Well, anybody that values, anybody that prefers free over valuable deserves the terrible outcomes they're about to experience. Anybody that wants free over valuable, you, you deserve for your future to be even more bleak than your past. I think it's weird when guys ask for like stuff. Or, why don't you give me your program for free? Or why don't you let me in your, your mentorship program Brandon for free? Way more now. <laughs> Sorry for you guys. I think it's weird that guys are asking for that. Like what you, you're a man. You should want Facts. to, earn your keep right like you know you're not a pretty girl unless you want me to treat you like a pretty girl mm. well then that's not free <laughs> yeah. you're gonna have to work hard enough, right? you're gonna have to work hard i think for a foundation yeah. having the free content is good yes but that's for sure the help that you actually need you got to pay for it. you have yeah. to yeah that's the only so. way you take it seriously i mean that's what forced me even after long nights of surveillance i was tired as fuck uh it forced me to go through the modules because i had paid brandon a significant amount of money to me at the time especially um, and on top of that, he gave me a, a discount and held the price for me. So I was like, damn, okay, I really need, he gave me a good price. It's still expensive, but regardless, I need to make sure that I, you know, I take uh, accountability here and make the most of it. But so the last one here, guys, we're at the final is marketing yourself, mm. uh, which is very, very important. You know, sometimes I, I always say the best marketing, you don't even notice it sometimes. Uh, can y'all talk about the importance of marketing and being able to do that to generate um, wealth and create wealth? I was saying and I think everyone at this table can can attest to this. The best marketing is having the best product, right? The best product or service, right? Because all businesses, every business is, so, is solving problems, right? Solving problems for someone. For example, we needed some clear mice that, that block out outside noise and yeah. pick up the guests sure solve this problem for you yeah right you know we needed uh some amazing cameras all around the room to get the best image quality and sony solved that problem for you guys right and you yeah. and you and you exchange currency for that right your ability to do that to solve problems for people with, with either your product or service if it's really really good you don't have to market as much. For example, Fox. for example, Tesla, they don't even have a marketing budget. They spend everything on on research and development, and they let the car speak for themselves. Now, of course, Eli, he's he's built up a reputation where he can like tweet some, but there might be more to it than that. But the, you know, Lamborghini, you I'm um, no Rolls Royce. You just bought a Rolls Royce. Did yeah. you like see some ad or then then went and bought a Rolls Royce? Nah, no. you already knew what was up. And you know what I'm saying? Made that car it takes like nine months to make that to make one car. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But you and you knew all that. You went and sought that out. Nobody had to <laughs> you yeah. probably knew that before you walked into place, right? Mm -hmm. That that's that's the pro that's the beauty of having a, an amazing product. And it's kind of I what mean, you look guys at the did. watches here. We got three Rolexes oh, and an yeah. AP, right? 
none, I don't see ads for Rolex. No, no, no. I don't watch TV, but I imagine there's no fucking commercials for iced out baller ass APs. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I think a commercial will be a rock video. I get that. I get that. So yeah. I think what, what Fresh and Myron have done with, with this, right? They they put together such a, a product and a reputation that it started to spread it on its own. You guys weren't paying for advertising. Yeah. Right? It built organically. Their haters and, did it for us for free. Oh, and they, free you know, the haters will do that too, man. That's beautiful, right? So it's um it's that's the foundation. Cause without that. Let's say you get good at marketing without that. That's even worse. That's the worst thing you can do because now you're just showing many people that you suck. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That's how you get like bad reputations. And you can't do that and succeed in the long term. For example, I've been on the internet making money online for over a decade. That's kind of rare. Yeah. But you can't do that unless you actually putting out quality and actually solving problems for You'll your customers. You'll get exposed and be gone in, in a year or There's two no way you do that it, bullshit. It, it can't last. Yeah, it, it can't, can't last. last, right? And I've been doing this for over a decade online. You, you get what I'm saying? And some of the backgrounds, you know, some of the, where me and Derek come from, like if you ripping people off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, you know, so I, I think I always just kept that in my mind, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm cut from that cloth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't be on some bullshit selling a bullshit product on the Internet. They will expose you. They yeah. will find you. They will call you a scammer. You won't you know, people won't make money and you'll yeah, you'll be done. That's what happens in, on the Internet in real life. You know, some, some problems may hit your way. Oh, my my comment about marketing, I could have done a whole lot more marketing about my program where we're here chatting today. And I, I don't need it. You know, I've, I've talked about two percent of the bullet points of what's in that program. I'd say this, the best marketing I could have in this environment is that I was here three months ago mm-hmm. and a mm-hmm. couple hundred of people from your audience yeah. made a commitment. Shout out to you to guys that made future. the move. Someone just bought it just now. Someone yeah. just bought, uh, William just bought it. Um, yeah. Shout out to you, my friend. Classic William. He, he's, he's, a couple hundred people in your audience, in your audience made the, a commitment to a brighter future mm-hmm. by joining that program. And if you didn't have the, you know, you, you told me you had some very robust, positive feedback yeah. from some of those people. If that wasn't true, I don't think you'd invite me back on here. Yeah. yeah. To have access to the, you know, the the literally the best, the most serious, the most dedicated, the the most up and coming, high quality people in your audience. I don't think y'all invite me back here yeah. if you knew mm-hmm. it was going to help them significantly, like it helped others who already made that commitment to work together with me. Yeah. And, and I mean, to, to get it at the cost that that it is 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 ridiculous. You know, I mean, you're offering it at a at a great price. Sixty percent off. It's only a thousand bucks. It's twenty. Yeah. It's twenty programs. Two thousand four hundred ninety-seven. I've got it here for a thousand dollars. Yep. But only if you click that link, and only will that promo last. Mm-hmm. That's just for the fresh and fit audience. It's only a thousand bucks. Somebody's going to say, Derek, Derek, why is it not nine ninety-seven, <laughs> Derek? Derek it should be nine ninety seven. Derek, a thousand dollars. Where I could get thousand dollars? Hey, they be crying like hoes. The people I, I see that them. I work I with are not crying hoes. The people that like I work hoes. with, they, they tend to be ambitious. Yeah. They tend to be motivated. It's people that they have a goal to have at least a million dollar net worth. Yeah, yeah. A million dollars don't buy what you used to. Listen, it's a million not, dollars barely buy some jewelry. You can't live off of it, but it's a good start. 
It's I'll, a good start. I'll, mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, as you know, as you guys know, I, I recently became, uh, you know, I, I became a millionaire at the end of last year. Hey, congratulations, thank man. you, man. Welcome, welcome. And and when I did, yeah, we're, we're glad to have you. I'm, I'm at the I'm at the rich poor now, right? So, but my thing is, when I made that first million, I really realized I was like, this isn't that much money. It really isn't that much money. And when you guys get there, which a lot of you guys here in the audience will, you know, if you work your ass off, I'm telling you, you can. You're going to notice it's really not that much money, especially with the way inflation is, whatever. Back in the 90s, fantastic. Yeah, million, I'm a millionaire. Bah, I'm a multimillionaire. Nowadays, man, that's not that's not generational wealth anymore. Yeah, that, That'll last maybe one or two generations, assuming you do everything correctly and you're not an idiot. I could buy what? Two houses on a car, if you're lucky. If not even that at this point. So it's you no know, guys, you know, and when you get there, you'll know what I'm talking about. But man, to invest in yourself a thousand bucks, you're gonna make that money back if you follow the modules. If you actually like if you do the work though, if you yes, are lazy, oh, no, very clear. Listen, if you are lazy ho, just keep the money, man. I'm telling you, just don't even spend it. Buy some weed. Buy some or, tampons, you bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'd be a good investment for you, man. Yeah, I God mean, damn. It's, yeah. I, I'll keep it a thousand with y'all. Like, r- r- real talk, man. This is not a quick get quick rich scheme. This is not going to tell you, oh, you'll make, uh, you know, $100,000 in this year if you follow this stuff, whatever. It's going to take some significant studying from you. It's going to take some work on your end. It's going to take some hustle and ambition on your side. However, you're going to at least have the roadmap and the tools to become successful. How you apply them is up to you, but you actually have to do the work. I'm not, I'm, we're not going to sit here and lie and tell you we're going to make you rich. No, I want to be clear about no, that because if, if you lazy, you really should. I, I know we're joking around, but if 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 you're lazy and you're not serious, you should really buy the tampons, you bitch. Yeah, so, <laughs> you, you should stay away from this because it's it's if we told you that oh yeah buy Derek's Ten Commandments, you're going to be rich overnight or rich next month, you wouldn't even fucking believe it, yeah, bro. We can't believe it. And you know that, man. It might, it might take y'all like you know six months to a year yeah. to really start generating money, guys. It might it might take a t- some time. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you we're, we're going to make you rich quick. However, this will get, get number one. You're going to learn the mindset. Number two, you're going to understand how money really works. That's half the pr- yeah, fucking yeah. game right there. Understanding how money really works, and then figuring out how to generate the money. And then once you're able to generate the money, now you can put yourself in a position where you could deploy that earned income. Put it into assets, and next thing you know, maybe you could be on a podcast with an ice style AP buying shit off of you know passive income. Yeah, yeah. my last comment so, here, man, is that like, look, you guys want to be like me and Myron, you want to be successful, you want to be entrepreneurs, but guess what? You gotta invest in yourself. Mm. And we've got a, pl- a course here from Derek and uh, also Brandon that teaches you how to do that. And look, you may say to yourself, Oh, you know what? Thousand dollars is a lot of money, bro. Y'all go to the club, buy two bottles, come on, that's <laughs> a band. and you're still broke. Come on, I'm trying to figure out, like, does that make sense? Or you can invest, invest in yourself. Get some knowledge, apply it, and make way more money. So think about that, man. Yeah, just, just, only get it if you're serious. Sorry, go ahead, yeah. Derek. If you're serious. In a nice club, a thousand bucks is only one bottle nowadays. That's not even a joke. Not even a joke. There's a comment on the screen for one of the fellas that bought last time here. Check out a new Pures. It says, and V, I am ashamed oh. to say I spent more money on mentorship where I've gotten less information than Derek's 10 commandments course. Damn. Damn. So he got, he got more value. And he just spent $100 tell you all that. Yeah. More value for my 10 commandments course than other programs we spent way more money on. Damn. They spent more, way more money on. Sheesh. I, I just want to say one more thing to, to wrap up my final thought on this. It's like, Again, it's not for if you're lazy, mm-hmm. if you're dedicated to a life of poverty and yeah. stupidity. If you submitted you're your right allegiance person. to poverty, then you should stay yeah. away from this. Yeah, this is not for people that are dedicated to continuing a life of, of despair yeah suffering yeah. stupidity struggle this, this is for people that want you know, more financial abundance mm. when, when we talk about money it's just your fucking freedom yeah man it's just your freedom 
It's just your freedom to spend your life the way you want to, to, to not have to show up to a bitch-ass job that you hate mm. and pretend like you like it. Mm. It's just your freedom to have the security that your family is going to be fed. Like, you, know, mm. you know, you 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 got enough resources. You got multiple streams of income and big enough streams of income that, like, if something don't work out, I promise you in life, if you if you go down the path of entrepreneurship, a couple of shitty things are going to happen. Yeah, it's going to be I difficult. promise you in life, if you go down the path of being an investor in real estate and or stock markets, you're going to have a couple of bad days. Yeah. I have some bad days. Huh? I lost about, you know, I'm, I'm down 6.9 million for my peak. Mm. Guess what? I'm still up over 33 million, mm. 34 million in a couple of years. I'm it's okay. Not bad. All right. Who this is for somebody, you want to make a better life. You're willing to put in the work. The program itself is very detailed. There's about 80 hours. I said that right. There's about 80, 80, 80 hours of content. Damn. I'd interviewed champions from around the world. I interviewed several people that are Olympic gold medal winners, people that were boxing world champions, people that were, you know, Olympic gold medals in speed skating, wrestling, um, volleyball, uh, numerous, numerous fighters from UFC, most of them UFC, Chuck Liddell, uh, Randy Couture, bunch of Hall of Fame guys mm. from UFC, yeah. some current guys, Hoist Gracie. Nice, man. Some of these are my mentors and my coaches in MMA, and I asked them to share some of their their insights, like what are the things that made you so sex, successful in your career? What are the things that made you, you know, a Hall of Fame legendary, not just a champion, mm. but the best of the best champions? Yeah, I see you interviewing them on your on your Instagram. Yeah, you see clips yeah. of them, yeah. and, you, and you see the full interviews that are an hour plus long inside this program yeah. with dozens of these world champions, best in the world, best whoever did it in certain areas. They're going to tell you how to be successful. You're going to hear me and them discuss and like, you know, how do you create real success in your life? That's some get rich. You never, no, I didn't hear one fucking champion, not one, that said to me, hey, man, it was easy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chuck Liddell, how'd you win those five world titles? He didn't say, hey, man, it was easy. Yeah. Nobody said that shit. And this is going to take some effort on your part, too. But I can tell you this, that you're going to learn things in there that I paid a lot of money and spent a lot of time to learn from the best schools in the world. You're going to hear from other champions, people that are some of my clients that are millionaires and multimillionaires. Some of my clients that still got a job, but they got themselves a 40% raise after they worked on one of my courses. Come on, man. So they're going to, you're going to learn in there, if you apply it, how to get a raise, how to get a promotion, how to get a fat-ass bonus check. But more importantly, how to get away from that career because you're making more money in an entrepreneurial endeavor that you ain't got time to show up for that job anymore. Yeah. Mm. And most importantly, how to how to learn the language of investing, how to read financial statements and how to think about global markets. So you too, yes, even you, even if you, you apply yourself. Even you. Not if you're a weak, dumb motherfucker. <laughs> nah, not you, but man. Not you. Not you. But the good the ones, other the ones. ones that are serious, yeah. the ones that are trying to do something. Even you can do a lot better. You can make enough money from your investments that you don't have to time to do things in your business that you don't enjoy. Do you think when Fresh is running around with his fucking watch collection and his Lambos and Rolls, like you, you got time to do shit you hate to make the money to pay for that shit, man? Nope. You got what time? I love. Yeah. Do you got time to do shit you hate to fucking to to, to create the the no. real estate portfolio and the other investments? Yeah, definitely not. I ain't got time to. I don't even want the wrong fucking client. Mm. I literally say, if you're not the, you know why I build the whole damn business? And you touched on this earlier. Yeah. I'll be mindful about time, but you touched on this earlier that like, you know, I was already doing quite well before I started this business. Balling. I only started this business about three years ago. I took first money I made was in October, 2019 in this business. Mm. I just started this about three years ago and more than the money. I'm going to get the fucking money. I help make pe people make a lot of fucking money. I'm going to make some too. Okay. But the most valuable thing is that I have so many fantastic clients 
I have so many fantastic clients that like, if you're the type of person that we have you know, similar values and similar goals, we might have a real friendship later on. I'm friends with a lot of my clients. Those are the people who I want to bring in the door because you know those people, honestly, they're going to give me a lot more. When they see how valuable this is and how much this helped their life, they're going to be more money in the future. Mm. You're going to give me more money. But you can only do that if I over-deliver. Yeah. You can only do that if I gave you so much value and it's so clear to you, like, man, I paid $1,000 for a course that everybody else paid 2500 for. But you paid $1,000 for a course that changed the whole trajectory of your life. That person's going to give me some more money because they know that I can help them solve other problems. They're going to be very valuable. Mm. Right? And those are the people that I want to, that, that I want to have a relationship with and a friendship with that, that might be my business partner in the future. Mm. That might be somebody that gives that's doing well enough themselves that he's given me or she's given me some business advice in the future. Uh, see some, some angle on an investment that maybe I didn't see by myself. So those are the people that I want to be in here. It's like somebody that quite literally somebody that'd be cool to hang out with. If they were here at the table with the four of us, if they were in a fifth chair over here, they'd fit right in. They'd be, they belong. They paid their dues. They're not some get which quick sucker. They're, they're somebody that's you know, willing to do the work, willing to earn their spot in the world. And they want to be a better option. They want to be a good provider for themselves, for yeah. their family. Be a good man. Yeah. And if I, you're and that type of person, on, click that link. Click you should click link. the link. Tell them to click the link. Yeah, click, click the, the link. goddamn link, click guys. Goddamn I mean, link. and before we close this out, I was just going to tell y'all real quick, like th that's how I even met Brandon. I was his client first, yeah. right? I was one of his students. And then uh, we built a friendship together. And then, you know, Brandon has done so many things behind the scenes to help me scale this business up. And you guys are enjoying Fresh and Fit a lot because of the things that Brandon taught me and helped me out with. Mm. And uh, that's how we're bringing this broadcast to y'all right now. So um, your mentor, right, if you add enough value, can definitely become an asset to you later on in life. And Brandon has helped me out so much uh, behind the scenes. So thank you. It just extends, it you extends, know, man. Wealth, wealth transfer. You got it. You got it. You got Sometimes you got to pay to get into certain circles. And then once you get into those circles, you add the value and then bam, you become a permanent staple in that circle. And, and that's what you want to do. And you, you guys have both helped me with things. Like, as I come back to YouTube, yeah. like you was giving me tips, you and your team. And uh, it, it becomes like a like just a value exchange yeah, you know everybody's winning that's the importance know? of getting in the circle yeah. cementing your place by adding value and then bam now you're in that circle and you're able to have infinite value and make money together and this is this is what you guys want you want to put yourself in a circle of successful guys that are like-minded that are you know honestly doing better than you obviously brandon and um Derek make more money than I do, right? I'm, I'm like a baby multimillionaire. These guys are like on another level, but that's what you need to surround yourself. If you walk into the room and you're the smartest guy in the room, you're the fucking retard. That's the truth. Mm. I call it a success network, but uh, yeah. Derek and Brandon, where, where can they find you on Yeah, man? please. Uh, you find me, at, you know, if you Google Moneyberg, you put in the word Moneyberg, you're going to find the one. handsome, strong, yeah. <laughs> strong yeah. man with a, a wide chest. They said Ron Jeremy for the beard. <laughs> That's Ron, high praise. I, I met Ron Jeremy at the Playboy Mansion years ago. He probably fucked your mother. The guy. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, Whoever uh, kind of looked uh, like him, he probably uh, fucked your mother. Oh, it's <laughs> highly likely. It's yeah. highly likely. He's known for a long cock and, yeah. and butt sex. He probably fucked, came in right in your mom's butt. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's how you got here. <laughs> Yo. That might be your origin story. Yeah. Oh, Yo. shit. Fire yeah. back, man. Hey, shout out to you. If you're serious about a better future, let me help you. <laughs> Click that link. Click the goddamn link. You, you're the type of guy that, you know, maybe success is not for you. I nah. understand, man. But hey, when I come through your Starbucks, when you're the cashier on the other side, don't fuck up I my shit. Through, don't you fuck up my. I'm going to get an iced coffee. I want the, I want the venti iced coffee. Yeah. With light ice, 
and no sweetener. And I want the cream on the side, you bum. Yeah. <laughs> I want the cream on your side. If you can't, if you can't do that right, if you can't make my fucking coffee right, don't expect to do anything else right. You're gonna stay down there. Yeah, man. When I man. call, when I call my fucking Uber, <laughs> you pull up to the fucking front of the building. You, I sick of you, motherfuckers, pulling up to the back. Don't, don't stop eight feet short of where I'm standing. Straight up, man. <laughs> you can't even drive the Uber right. How are you gonna be qualified for more success? Straight if up. You can't do that right. You're not. And if you play some white girl music. <laughs> You turn that shit off, man. What white music? White girl music. You know, Maroon Five or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> right? Like, turn that shit off when I get in your Uber, man. And where can they find you, Brandon? Oh, <laughs> I'm most active on Instagram, King Keto, K I N G K E T O. It's the one with like almost a million followers, and yeah. the they're ver- both verified, verified on Instagram, guys. Both you know, of you, their you, accounts are verified. I mean, don't fall for the fakes. Don't fall for yeah, the fakes. My, my main account's on Instagram too. I got about I got a little over four million people on there. Yeah, who's counting? You now? see my handsome yeah. hair and about yeah. four million people on that blue check mark. Yeah, some fine pimp shit going on. Yeah, it's some it's some real it's some it's some, it's some certified pimping going on over there. Yeah. You can also use me. I didn't want to interrupt certified pimping. <laughs> yeah, you can also speaking of which, you can also find me on YouTube. I just came back. Uh, I got 700,000 700, subscribers. You're around 800K. Close around 800, close close 800. You know, I only got 135,000. Oh, man. You're falling out of control on man, YouTube. I'm trying, Derek. I'm trying. I'm trying. Success is not for everybody. It's not. It might not be for you. Probably but if it not. Is, but if it is. But if it is. Click that link. Get yourself on board. I'm happy to help you. But you got to want to help yourself. All right, we got a last Damn. shot here. A last shot here goes and and free. Yeah, more goes. More. Whoa, pay to play. Thank you, Myron. Yes, absolutely, guys. That's what it costs to get around uh, successful people. They purposely put a paywall up because they don't want to be around bums, guys. Yeah, that's what it takes to get into these inner circles and make Fence. money with wealthy individuals. You got to pay to get in there. A lot of y'all will pay to play with some fucking hoes, yeah. but you won't pay to play with entrepreneurs that are Damn. multimillionaires. Sheesh. That's the goddamn truth. So stop paying these hoes. Start yeah. paying guys that know what the hell they're doing. And make money with them. All right. Don't lose your money with chicks that don't give a fuck about you. Stop tricking. Damn. We'll catch you guys right back with some lovely ladies here in a bit. Peace. Peace.